0: what do you think the probability of this vaccine uh creating an i am legend type of scenario (laughs) i feel like that's the most uh problematic part right even if the vaccine doesn't create it it could evolve into something like that right
1: no, I mean, it's a- can you explain the RNA analogy for some people? I feel like they don't know what it is, though. If you know
0: yeah, so there,
2: there's, there's a few different vaccines, right? So the Moderna and the Pfizer vaccines yeah. are both mRNA vaccines. So they contain mRNA, which is messenger RNA. So it's not DNA. There's other vaccines that they have, like the AstraZeneca one is a adenovirus vector vaccine. I mean, that, that second could- one's more likely to create zombies. <laughs> no, I think the second one's actually been around longer, so it's probably yeah. proven uh, that it's not gonna do that. Longer, maybe yeah. maybe the mRNA one. I mean, I don't I mean uh, it, yeah. you know, in all reality, I'm very, very doubtful, but if it yeah. does happen, um um I don't you know, want to like, be listening.
3: <laughs> hey there. Welcome to the gluten-free organic thoughts podcast where you are encouraged to express your natural thoughts and views through casual, meaningful conversations that hopefully can lead to learning and understanding new perspectives. To find out more info, visit www.gfothoughts.com. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Wong and Robert Din. We hope you enjoy this episode.
1: Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of Gluten-Free Organic Thoughts. My name is Michael, and with me, I, we have a special guest today, Adnan Javed. He is a ER doctor out of Gainesville, Florida, and always with me, Robert Den.
0: What's up, everyone? Doctor Adnan.
1: How's it going? How's it guy? going? It's been a while. it
2: has. It has.
0: <laughs> I haven't seen Adnan since college. Like it's been a yeah.
2: long time. Yeah. Yeah, college was a long time ago too. Like now, like <laughs> you mentioned it, that's like ten years ago. Right. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I saw you last year, right? I saw a, lot, a year ago.
2: Yeah, I saw you. You came and stayed here actually.
1: Yeah, but yeah. it's been a year though, right? I'm pretty sure.
2: Right? Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> all right, so let's start off with the drinks. What are you drinking tonight?
2: I'm drinking my uh, Noob Slayer uh, <laughs> instant espresso because I'm lazy. Noob Slayer.
1: <laughs> there we go. Uh, all right. Um I have some yerba mate tea brew, uh, you know, so, little well, basic Jemma Mata tea, you know,
0: basic, reasonable. basic Mike Wong. Basic, basic. <laughs> I have, uh, I have a cab that I'm drinking today. Uh, it's nice. from Argentina. Ooh. Yeah,
1: it's probably uh, dry, right? It's, it, it's really pretty dry. good. Yeah. It's pretty good. Nice. All right. Well, we can let's get started. We have a lot to cover today. Well, appreciate you, you know, hopping on. I know you're busy taking your day off, you know, from uh, working a lot. Uh, I'm sure last year, this year has been crazy for you since you're in the ER. Tell yeah. us a little bit more about that. How you know, when the beginning, how crazy it was. How you yeah. end up adjusting. You know, give us give the nasty detail. Wait, how
0: time. long? How long before? Uh, before COVID, were you in the e- oh, as yeah, a, sure. as ER? Yeah, for, yeah.
2: yeah so, uh, so I did my residency in emergency medicine uh, from 2014 to 2017. So I graduated that. And then I went and worked. I lived in Boston and worked in Worcester. <clears throat> I worked for UMass, kind of a, in an academic uh, you know, assistant professor role. That was my first job. I did that for a year. Then I moved back to Florida and was actually working in Georgia as an independent contractor doing private practice uh, at a hospital in Georgia. So I was commuting.
0: Oh, from Florida and to Georgia.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I would actually, I mean, I wasn't commuting every day. I would go and stay there for like a week and, and work. Hmm. Uh, so I, I had i had done about two years uh, out after residency. So a total of five years, I guess, spent in the emergency department. And then now I'm doing a critical care fellowship. Which is a two-year program, so that I can get board certified in, in that. So I'm in nice. towards the tail end of that. Yeah.
1: So, so what's next after this?
2: After this, I'm, I think I'm definitely done. Like, with, <laughs> like with, in terms of training, uh, I, I I'm not gonna do any more training. I'm just gonna get a job and you know work and work
1: make, my make career. more money. Got it. Yeah.
2: yeah still, <laughs> still in the ER. So, so yeah, it's a good question. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little bit of both. Um, I think starting out, I'm gonna devote, devote most of my time uh, to the ICU. Yeah. especially because it's like covid right now and yeah. you know the, there's more demand for for people i think uh to work in these intensive care units and i kind of want to hone my skills in that uh since i haven't done that as much and then uh, i'll do some er work but i, I want to keep it primarily icu for now
1: gotcha nice Yeah. so tell us a little bit more about you know last year the beginning of last year i guess march uh i'm sure things yeah. start, start flooding in probably maybe towards this during the summer right so when just tell us, I mean, tell us where, where were you, where, where you were at, you know, I know you were bouncing back a little bit between Gainesville and Jacksonville, you stayed in Gainesville for a little bit.
2: Yeah. So, uh, so I was, you know, when, when COVID started, um, I was a full-time fellow here in Gainesville uh-huh. and, um, of course, you know, not I'm, in hindsight, I'm super glad to do the fellowship because, you know, yeah. when I started, there, there was no pandemic, you know, incoming pandemic or any of that. And then once was the it started,
1: calm? was it very calm for you. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, yeah, I
2: I think, I think, um, are you you talking about like when COVID started? Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it kind of hit everybody by surprise, but it was definitely like, uh, you know, the other thing you have to remember is I'm in Gainesville. So Gainesville is not a highly, you know, high population density kind of area. I'm sure that if I was in like a big city or like Detroit or, you know, somewhere where I could have been doing critical care out there. Yeah. even st. Louis where I interviewed and I almost went there I think things would have been way different but of course no, you know small small city most of our volume patient volume comes as referrals and transfers from other hospitals so you know I never expected that we were going to see like massive massive like overrun hospitals in, in flood yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah exactly you know like like they were seeing up north uh, in these bigger well, cities or,
1: yeah in LA bigger cities like yeah. that for
2: sure yeah. Yeah. so you know i mean it's, so the beginning um, i would say the beginning of when people started taking everything seriously you know it was probably march and march is i think when the cdc started saying things like okay um, we, we we don't have enough ppe <laughs> you know i think i think that's when people were like oh crap this is like real like this yeah. is a big deal you know because even up until february it was like oh we only have like two or three cases and you know you know not to get into the politics of it but yeah. i think that the at least the message from the government was very different than I think what it was in March. I think by of March, it was like, okay, things it's are serious.
1: Crazy. Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: so <clears throat> March is when I think we started getting guidance from CDC and the Centers for Medicaid and Medicare Services, which is who basically does billing for the entire uh, you know, healthcare in the United States. And they were like, okay, so we should probably start thinking about like cutting down on elective surgeries. You probably need to start conserving PPE. You probably need to like really massively overhaul the system to prepare for what's gonna be an influx mm-hmm. of patients. <laughs> So that was in March. And, and then it never really happened. Like, at least, you know, so we never, like, we were waiting. Like, basically, everything was shut down. Like, they weren't doing any of these, like, you know, hip replacements, you know, all these uh, elective surgeries. And the hospital system was essentially shut down. The city was kind of shut down. And ER volumes were dropping off. Like, you know, Like, was, two
1: two three months, right?
2: Yeah. So between, like, March and April, March and May, maybe, like, the, for that two months, it's, like, yeah. you know, everything was shut down. And uh, except for these essential things, you know, in the hospital. Yeah. And uh, that that sort of influx we were expecting, where we were gonna, you know, we weren't gonna have enough ventilators, like all that stuff, it didn't happen. It didn't happen here in Gainesville. Hmm. It did start happening a little bit in August, like July, August is when we saw like, okay, wow, now we have like 10, 15 people who have severe COVID, like they're in the ICU, they're very, very sick. And I would say that's when the system started to get a little bit tested, you know. Okay. And then since then, it's kind of been like an up and down kind of kind of wave, you know, where things calm down again, but then like right around the holidays and after the holidays, um, it sort of picked up again, you know, and I think we're sort of, I don't know if we're in equilibrium yet or not, but. I, I think also
1: Gainesville, is a lot, obviously, I mean, there aren't enough residents there, but I think because not having students that kind of helped, right? Because a lot oh, of people yeah. remote,
2: so. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, well, once they shut down campus, you know, in, in school, which I think starting in March, you know, up yeah. until now, pretty much students are back now um that was a yeah. huge deal i personally enjoyed i enjoyed so much of it because i was like oh, no <laughs> you get to work in like 10 minutes no you know?
3: yeah
2: <laughs> there's no traffic there's no annoying people yeah. you know because gainesville I, I is uh mostly
0: a college town so is, yeah, without the school like there's nobody
2: there yeah yeah it's at least you can say you can argue it's at least like 50 60 percent like yeah
1: college. for so, sure yeah, yeah. So so when did it, so this fall um, again? What's well, sorry, this last fall, right? They started having students back, right?
2: They actually so I think they did initially, and then they kind of shut it down again. Like I, and again, I haven't kept up with all their emails yeah. because like I just get like a you know a thousand emails mm-hmm. from the university, I just delete them all. But I will yeah. tell you, even even yeah. even last fall, like what I didn't feel like there was still like much of a student volume back here. Okay. I think you yeah. had some, but then they shut it down again. I think because yeah. numbers started picking up now though. Now now that we're in, in January, January, um, now I think everything's open. Like I mean. Cause I go out to, to where all the, the undergrad sort of bars are and stuff. And it's like, there's, you see them hanging around oh, yeah, yeah. It's pop, it's up. <laughs> it's back in swing. It's back, Things are back in swing.
1: Wait. So the bars are open up there.
2: Yeah, they are. They're, oh, they're really open. Yeah. Completely oh, wow. open. You know?
1: So, so I guess, let me ask you this, obviously like people are hanging out, stuff like that. And after the holidays, I, have you guys ever felt, you know, really like, okay, this is just getting overwhelmed or it's been, it's just busy enough. Like,
2: Yeah, yeah, there's, there's, I would say, um, you know, and again, it's hard because I haven't been in the emergency room consistently, but the the emergency room is where you can feel the pulse of the whole hospital. Like if you really want to understand Mm -hmm. what the healthcare system is like, or what the resources are, and kind of how the hospital is functioning, you just go to the ER, because if the ER is packed, and there's like people waiting like 20 hours to be seen, that tells you that everything in the hospital is slowed down too. That means they're not moving beds, that means patients are not getting discharged, Mm -hmm. that means things are just kind of slowed down and you're at a bottle so
1: you get it back you're so pretty much you're getting backlogged
2: you're getting backlogged and the ER is the first indication of that right because the volume coming to the ED ER is pretty consistent you know for the most part sure. um, so it's happened a few times i would say you know i worked um, i worked in december and there were times when i went to went into work and, you know, like usually when you come into the morning, like you come into the morning in the ER at like 7am, 6am, there's, it's usually very, very empty. There's like nobody in the lobby because we've cleared everything. We've seen everybody at that time. Yeah. You know, by that time. But if I come in at 7am and there's 40 people in the lobby, that's, <laughs> <And> <laughs> Jesus. That's, what, that's what was happening. And I was like, that's crazy. That means that like, there's no beds in the hospital. Wow. You know?
1: That's crazy. So
2: that's happened a few times. Yeah. It,
1: even with the expansion of Shands, Jesus.
2: Yeah. Even with the expansion of Shands, you know, wow. um, because they haven't really expanded the ER and they haven't really uh, you know, a lot of this is, is process improvement is, Correct. is like, it's part know, of
1: it too though. Obviously. Yeah. yeah
2: right. I mean, I compare yeah. like Chance Jacksonville, which is a much poorer hospital, technically yeah. like their payer mix is not good. Like they're not getting reimbursed for half the stuff they're doing. Yeah. Whereas here they are like people here coming here in Gainesville generally have better insurance that, you know, but, but Chance Jackson is a much better job of uh, in my opinion, of, of process improvement and using what they have to like make things flow. And they just don't do that. Do that as well here
1: gotcha so, you know? so obviously every hospital runs run differently is run differently probably though that's yeah. probably what it is though yeah
2: yeah
1: and i'm sure probably they'll learn from that you know it's just it's just a matter of time when that's all it comes down I, to. i it.
2: hope so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so so are um, you are now elective surgery back you know, to normal now
2: yeah that's a good question so yes i think starting in may i want to say late may uh the university started you know um or the hospital started uh basically catching up to you know opening up all their elective procedures okay. there's a backlog obviously but that's that's correct yes
0: yeah and i'm also uh, i know like a lot of people get transferred over to yeah. right um was most of the like covid cases were they transfers in or were they just like
2: in the community that were yeah initially they were initially they were the first covid patient we had here in this hospital was a transfer from georgia And it's from the it's from the same hospital I still moonlight at. Like I still I still go there and work there. And uh, so that that's where the first patient came from was uh, from from an outside hospital in Georgia, not even the same state. You know, it's kind of crazy. After that, um, after that, uh, the volume of sort of you know more uh, native people here, local people here, uh, you know, picked up. So right now, I'd say it's it's mostly people from Alachua County or or nearby. Um, But we still have like a reasonable number of of transfers in fact what we're seeing now more more of the transfers are that are coming in now related to covid are people who had covid and they they got better they don't have active covid anymore but they have sort of permanent lung damage from having covid and now they need lung transplants oh, and wow. uh and uf here is trying to be like a big like lung transplant center like that's their vision they want to get up to like 100 120 lung transplants a year
1: well, that's uh, a lot Holy so crap. they're offering a
2: lot of lung transplants to these guys wow yeah
1: jesus where, where, are they getting all these lungs from?
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, the There's lung <laughs> a lot of lung transplant. I'm like a <laughs> hundred a year.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Isn't the,
1: isn't, I heard, I don't know from where, isn't an average hospital do like maybe 10 lung transplants something like that, or something ridiculous yeah. low.
2: Yeah. I mean, so lung, lung is a relatively like recent kind of thing. Like yeah. were doing lung transplants back in the seventies and sixties, I'm sure. But like the outcomes were like really, really bad. Cause like lung yeah, is course. not. It's not technically a solid organ, like it, you know. There's different types of transplants, and and there's solid organ transplants, like liver, kidney, Correct, um, yeah. and done much longer and a little bit less complex. I think are a little bit more well established in okay. terms of safety. Lung is like relatively, it's a relatively new thing, <laughs> and uh, it's also tied into the fact that ECMO. I don't know if you guys have heard of ECMO, but extracorporeal wow. membranous oxygenation. It's basically like a, it's like a machine that essentially can keep you alive even if you're basically dead. Um, it, it can function as a lungs, it can function as heart. Um, so the technology for that has gotten a lot better. So because that's gotten better, you can actually do these lung transplants. and even if they're not doing too well early in the postoperative period, you can keep them alive um, until the lungs start working and, and you know they're they're doing better. So I think that's why that's part of why lung transplants become more of a thing.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. So I mean now let me ask you this. I um, obviously working in the ER, has it prevented you to see your parents a lot, uh, you know, family, things like that, just because, uh, and how often you got tested, just wondering.
2: Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, so I got tested, I've really only been tested a couple of times um, yeah. because, you know, for practically speaking, like exposure wise, I'm exposed all the time. So there's really no point in me getting-
1: I guess you're, you're so used to it. Like You're so used to yeah. the exposure. Like yeah, You're yeah. already risking it I guess, because you're in the ER
2: right right so the only time they were testing me initially was i got tested once because i had like a real exposure like i was cleaning like i was doing something with a foley catheter which is a type of urinary catheter and i messed it up and the guy's like urine and blood went all over my face so the guy guy had covid that guy had covid but he was not symptomatic you know he was there for something else so i got tested then and uh that that was pretty much it you know and then i had to get like another surveillance test before i started working in the er more regularly Mm -hmm. Um, So i've been very lucky i've also never been symptomatic i never got a fever i never got sick with anything i'm sure if i did then i would have had to get you know tested but of course was, yeah, anyone on
0: staff worried. uh have any yeah.
1: symptoms
2: and Oh yeah, all the time. I mean so much so much of our staff, you know, got covid like many, Oh really? for pretty much across all levels like lots of people. Not sure
1: nurses different. because they see oh, that yeah. often. Yeah, oh, of course.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah big that's problem. Cool.
1: So did you end up getting the vaccine too?
2: I did. So I got the so we have the Pfizer vaccine, that's what yep. they've been giving us here, so I've already completed both doses as of like 10 days ago or something. Oh, nice. Like days ago yeah
1: any did you get any, <sighs> any reaction to a headaches? some of that yeah
2: so uh the first day um the first the first the first dose I had a, I I don't know if it was a reaction or I was just really hungover.
3: There you
1: go. Just, just so like, <laughs> you it's drinking that before. Just
2: yeah, no. I had, you know, I I had I had gone out and like I go to this local bar here and we played like, you know, basically bar poker, not for real money. Yeah. I stayed out kind of late. That was the same night that I got the vaccine. So <laughs> I woke up the next morning with like a headache, feeling really tired, nauseous, and I was like, I don't know. It feels like more than a hangover, but gotcha. at the same time, it could have just been that.
1: Yeah. Because I heard, I heard from a lot of people that the first dose is just the hand feels a little bit nuts about it. It's the second yeah. one that people feel some kind of, you know, some kind of headache, things like that. Dude, like i heard
2: it. so many different things, you know, like, um, yeah. the second dose for me was perfectly fine. Like I had no issues with that. Um, other people told me that the second dose was terrible. So I, I don't know.
1: Gotcha. So at least that's good for you. That's good. At least you didn't get impacted by that as much though. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm lucky. <laughs> no, I mean, a lot of people, I mean, tell you, like, um, in terms of like just, uh, especially nurses, I know a couple of them already got COVID and then obviously they, they decided to get the vaccine. You know, a few of them just got some minor side effects, like, you know, a little chills and stuff, but then it went away after a day or two or they yeah. got some headache out of there. So it wasn't nothing big, you know?
2: So. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, the, the trial for these, uh, for the vaccines, they're still ongoing. So, um you know they're still going to do some long term safety uh yeah. analysis hopefully i hope so i mean they claim they are <laughs> but um you know so hopefully they'll they'll keep tracking people for like a few years but
1: yeah and, and obviously you know. it's the long term effects to so just in case any kind of reaction yeah. so, i mean everyone's yeah. different right so you never know like, and then obviously they started doing priority wise in terms of 65 and older, you know, front and stuff like that, and right. they are slowly kind of like, you know, digress it down. So yeah. what you think? We'll talk about it a little bit more, but I'm curious because I want, to, I want to talk about kind of like the repercussion of that, but moving on to like, so let me ask you like in terms of, you know, I guess uh, now the the current situation right now um, has a lot of your ER procedure change like uh, in terms of like, you know, or did it go back to normal now? Like for example, like, you know, just, Hey, you guys have, you know, this patients go to this side of ER, things like that. Or do you guys, or because now that you started admitting normal people again, I'm sure you guys, you know, differentiate that.
2: Yeah. That's a good question. Um, you know, I, it's the problem is that none, not not a lot of ERs of course are designed for, for this kind of thing, you know, Um, none of them are in fact, you know, so, so initially they were like, Oh, well, you know, what do you need? You need negative pressure rooms, you know, and uh, the only practical reason before all this that you had a negative pressure room was for people who had tuberculosis or you suspected- Oh, she had sure, TB,
1: that's right. Suspected
2: yeah. that had TB. So really most ERs, like even a big hospital- really They're not prepared had, for this at all. No, they only have like two or three of those negative pressure rooms, maybe. You know, I think we have like two baby <laughs> and this is a big hospital so yeah. obviously the er was not designed for this so then they try to do these protocols like okay um you know so now for example like patients any patient that comes into the er has to have a mask even if they come in for the ambulance like yeah, even okay. if they're like almost dying like coming you know for a stroke or something mm-hmm. they have a mask on they have to have a mask on the ems people have a mask on um so those kind of procedures are i think they're going to stay for a long time
1: no, no guests right still right you can't have uh, guests coming out yeah
2: coming that's out. another that's another good point so they've yeah. relaxed some of that a little bit before it was like oh, absolutely nobody like no family members no guests
1: unless so, unless you unless they unless you give it birth as i heard yeah yeah,
2: yeah no, that's true. <laughs> so they've, they've relaxed that a little bit now that if you're if you're not covid or, or not coming in for like respiratory symptoms like you can have a family member there but if yep. you are if you're coming for respiratory symptoms or if you are known to have covid you cannot have any any uh, any family contact
1: I that makes unless sense, it's yeah. an
2: end-of-life situation if it's an end-of-life situation they'll kind of you know work with you a little bit wow yeah that's, cool. that's still
1: tough that's tough
2: though sure. yeah, yeah over
0: really... here uh sean was talking last week about like he came on he, he has like a, a one-year-old kid and his his kid had like uh his kid had like a cold or something but they didn't know they wanted to make sure so they brought him to the er and the er here they would only let them have one parent yeah. All the time. Yeah, yeah
2: yeah yeah that's that's pretty standard across the board so those things, I think, um, you know, that's probably going to stay for a while. Yeah, um, yeah, it hasn't
1: changed. Well, I mean, so during Christmas Day, my dad had to go to the ER. Uh, they wouldn't have any guests in the ER at all, actually, like not in the hospital in general. Yeah. So, like, I mean, they were nice enough. The, the nurses were super nice. They came down, took took the stuff. Uh, you know, pretty much, you know, we gave, it, you know, we gave them an iPad so we could FaceTime and things like that. Like, there was, you know, they were better accommodating, you know, but obviously right. they understood the situation. But yeah, but the hospital you knows. No, no, visit, no visitors unless you are uh, about to give birth. You have one parent, have the other parent, in there or like, or like that, that situation, though. No.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That's and, and it's and it's and it's and it's tough because I mean the the hospital was very calm and right. like and but they just they can't they couldn't break court protocol in general, though. Yeah.
2: Yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's, it's it all comes from top down. So there's yep. one hospital-wide policy, so it's pretty hard to to mess with those. Um, and it, it is hard, it sucks, you know, because especially in those end-of-life situations, you know, I've had, I've had a COVID, you know, it's, it, I think back to a couple, couple instances, you know, we got a patient that had COVID that was transferred from another hospital because they needed an ICU bed. And, you know, oh. most of the places in the Southeast have run out of ICU beds. So they got transferred to us. And this guy was, you know, he, he, he had clearly said that he was a DNR, like, you know, do not resuscitate. Do not intubate, do not put me on a ventilator. But he still got sent over for I think it was miscommunication. Wait, who
1: who says who who says that? Like like who who labels that? I'm just wondering.
2: Oh, so patients can do it themselves, you know. Oh so, really? So you you can do it yourself. You could say that, you know what, if I'm in a situation where I'm not gonna recover, like I don't want to be resuscitated and I don't want to be Really,
1: alive. you could you could do that? Do that for uh, yourself. Oh, and your family
2: can also do it for you, you know, if if you're incapacitated, um, or or not in a position to make decisions for yourself, your family can do it for you too. Yeah, that's um, a
1: that's a tough decision to let your family hey do this for me, please.
2: Yeah, the family, <laughs> it is, but it's so important. It is so important. really, Yeah, yeah. I
1: don't know. I could never put that risk of possibility, liability on my on my family members to do that. I just couldn't it's, do
2: that. Yeah, I mean it's it's a tough thing, but I think it's uh I mean would that's you, why that's you why you have to have that? the paperwork, right? That's why mean, you have, to have you, the Would you let your
1: mom do that though? I'm just curious. Like would you tell your mom, hey mom, do not resuscitate me. Like it's so hard. It's like you yeah, know, like, no, I
2: would, I would, I would because I mean, it's easier for me to talk about it because I, I deal with it every day, you know. Correct. Yeah. Um, but, but I will say this: like, if you see like what end of life care involves, like in an ICU, like what what it tough, is tough, I heard is, is I think it's very, very paramount that people actually talk about this and 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 just lay it out right now you know like not maybe not at not at our age you know because yeah. thankfully we're healthy and young but you never know you know like if, if god forbid you get into a car accident
0: that's true and they're it, doing they, all they this kind on. of life,
2: life-saving surgery and trying to like make you survive even though the, the outlook is very bad and even if yeah. you do survive you're you're never going to like walk or yeah. or have any kind of meaningful like life you know you're going to be have a tracheostomy and be hooked up to a ventilator and have a feeding tube and and not be able to do anything Easy. i think i think it's something to think about and, and let <laughs> your family yeah. know that
1: with that a, with a situation probably too costs a lot and insurance doesn't cover it,
2: things like that that and just, just like what's your quality of life like you want yeah. to be alive that yeah point, you know? do you
0: really want to be alive if
2: you can't live right, right. Like if that's you... true and some people do some people do some people say you know what it doesn't matter i don't care like i want to be alive mm-hmm. that's fine can, can but... we
1: can we can we a piece of paper say transfer my brain to another ai body
2: <laughs> 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 just, just freeze yeah. my
1: body yeah for like walt disney and then 20 you know in 2200 you yeah. yeah. wake me up again
2: <laughs> yeah like freeze me yeah yeah <laughs> I don't see that happening anytime soon, but I hope
1: are working on it. And listen, Elon Musk has been working on some crazy links situation. I've been following it. So, I'm, like, I'm like, are you kidding me? I was like, yeah. holy crap. It's kind of scary to be honest. It is but scary. Like,
2: it is very, that's a very scary uh, rabbit hole.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because at that point you're cr- almost creating something, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah. And what are you creating? Like, what are you
1: creating? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And what are you,
2: if it's just your consciousness? not. A and then if you
1: kill it, are you a criminal now? Are you a murderer? Yeah. Exactly. So hey, what do you do that you know, like so no, because there's no, think about this, right. I mean, I don't want to get too far in the rabbit hole with this conversation, but, <laughs> but legality wise, think about it, legality wise though.
2: Oh, I know we're not, I mean, look, the government- We're not prepared like, for this. I mm, mean, no, the government's not. not even, like doesn't even know how to handle like social media. Like,
1: it's it's crazy though. I, it I mean, and, and it's just the technology. Yeah. I, I remember seeing a curve chart, like the technology has been evolving like exponentially while the policy has been like like stagnant. Yeah. Yeah, Very slow change. Yeah. I mean, even in the healthcare sector, I mean, I'm sure you've probably seen this already. Like, I feel like there's a laggish in the healthcare, like, of policy changes, probably, I feel like. Oh,
2: yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, healthcare policy lags a lot. And, um, you know, implementation of new technology in healthcare lags a lot.
1: Yeah. And well, I mean, because there's a lot of liability behind that, probably, too. It's there's
2: just, liability, there's just a lot of bureaucracy, there's a lot of red tape, yeah. there's just so many legal things, and and honestly, it's it's kind of a shame. Um, I think it's been to the detriment of the industry. Um, yeah. You know, like HIPAA, the, the confidentiality yep. law, was never designed to do what it's doing now, what it's used for, you know? And yeah. it's such an inefficient, it like it, it. makes everything so inefficient that I think if the people who like created HIPAA are really like lobbied for, it, if they realized what this would do, yeah. like they would have rewritten the well, law. Well, it's a
1: repercussion. It's a repercussion of it, right? So pretty much, they know any better. So let me let me ask let me ask you this though. Uh, in turn, I guess in terms of um, uh, uh, in terms of like policy changes, right? Like, obviously you 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 mentioned that okay, it lacks a little bit, right? But I guess. It, how does it? How do you? How I guess you even jumpstart that to kind of push that because I feel like there's so much bureaucracy on top, but also comes from probably from like the like the I guess the main associations the stuff of that probably like you know like like how does it trigger down? You know what I mean? Like, how do you like?
2: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, oh man, this is kind of like a different topic, but I, I think yeah. like. Just, you know, healthcare is, is like the next big industry that's going to have like a lot of disruption, like a lot of disruptive Probably. technology.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, there's a few, there's a few like good examples technology wise. Now this isn't policy wise, but it's going to affect policy. And that is like, number one is like AI and machine learning. And like, yeah. like that's, that's going to completely disrupt things like very, very soon, like in the next 10 years. And I don't know how that's gonna like, how that's going to implement, uh, affect policy, right? For example, like radiologists and pathologists who do like yep. image interpretation. And like image analysis, like their jobs are definitely like on the line right now because AI, yeah, because AI, like you already use AI to do like all sorts of like image analysis, right? Like governments doing it to like do facial recognition. Yeah, that's true. That's that's true. AI that's solving protein folding problems that is basically rendered crystallography, uh, you know, absolutely. I I, I,
1: I didn't think about like that. Actually, can you explain that a little bit more for users who does not understand the terminology of that? Sorry.
2: Yeah, so uh, you mean in terms of the AI and how it's going to be used yeah. in this? Yeah, so, you know, so there, there's, there's uh, artificial intelligence algorithms uh, and deep learning algorithms using, you know, neural networks. Uh, so all these, like, uh, uh, computational algorithms to solve these problems. So we've already shown that, that you can use that to solve protein, mis- protein folding, which is a very big bio- biological problem. And uh, you know that it's being used in in like for example um, like facial recognition, and and you can train an AI to look at an image and recognize you know whether it's a male or a female. You know as as a simple example, you can do the same thing in medicine. So you can train an AI to on on like thousands and millions of of, of images on like for example like X-rays. So you
1: create a giant database, so pretty much.
2: You create a giant database of chest X-rays, and you t- train an AI to know okay that's a tumor, that's not a tumor that's an abnormal cell like if it's a pathology slide because that's what a pathologist does a pathologist will look at a bunch of cells slides from a biopsy and tell you that oh there's like this many cancer cells or that's a cancer cell that's not and it's pure image recognition that's all a pathologist does like they're just trained to look at cells it's
1: almost like it's like Mm. degree. yeah
2: exactly so so i mean that's that's completely you know in jeopardy
0: (laughs) so what's going to happen is like you'll take like a blood sample and then uh You'll put it into a computer and it'll do all of the crazy tests
2: that normally Yeah. I mean a you could you, could you could you could take a biopsy sample and just have a have an AI look at the biopsy sample and tell you with a reliable, you know, uh, with, with good reliability that this is cancer or not. You mm-hmm. know. And not That's only that, exactly. that same AI then, because it's okay. freaking AI and its computer, can probably like cross reference all the medical journals and tell you like what assuming there's there. a
1: cent- there's, there's a centralized database for that. Oh yeah, yeah.
2: exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just insane, you know?
1: Yeah. So let me, so I guess, I mean, I, I don't want to get too far in the rabbit hole, but the, obviously there's, there's has been a huge, a lot of technology advance, especially the last couple of years, mm-hmm. but let me ask you this, obviously because of COVID also, right. This thing, one of the repercussions that tel telehealth tele- has been sped up. I think I've seen a lot of companies popping yeah. up with their, with their system and they, they've been upgrading really fast with a lot of software releases. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure if you've seen some of those like, uh, Yeah.
2: yeah, for sure. Um, uh, I, I mean, I've used telehealth, uh, Really? yeah, so we, we, we implement telehealth actually. I think most places are, I don't know about some of the smaller hospitals, but we definitely use telehealth. So, you know, the biggest thing with telehealth was the, if you go back to like last year, like last yep. year before COVID, like, let's say like 2019 beginning, yep. of, you know, January, 2019 telehealth was like, I don't even know, like maybe 1%, 2% of like outpatient.
1: Even, tele- yeah. Not even that <laughs>
2: yeah. now, like now I think it's like almost half of primary care visits, you know, mm-hmm. at least you know for Medicare billing is like telehealth and a couple policy changes that were done very rapidly. I think I think these these are things that the that the president, uh, I mean, that the, the administration at the at, at that yeah. time did a good job. Like this was a good thing. They they made it. They got rid of a lot of that bureaucracy and red tape. So doctors were allowed to bill for telehealth visits the same as like regular outpatient visits. Really?
1: Right. Now, have, yeah. I heard, I, 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 I thought it was half. I, I, no. oh, it's the same. Wow. Yeah,
2: yeah. At least for at least for outpatient primary care services. Now, oh, okay. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what it is for like specialists and things like that. But I can't imagine that it's much different because that's one of the biggest barriers. Like, what incentive did they have to do telehealth if they're not going to get paid as much? Right. And, that's true. You know, they have to implement all this technology. Like the the
1: was ROI for them, I guess, in a sense too. Yeah. yeah.
2: So you know, I think I think that's that was a really good smart move. Right now, the way telehealth is being used for COVID. Is that we do all our COVID? You know, if you, if you need to come to the ER because you think you might have COVID, you can get screened at home. You can do telehealth at home. Oh, yeah,
1: they're, they're home kits, right? They're yeah, we
2: can, we can get you tested at home or you can go somewhere and go get tested in a yeah. distanced way. Um, not only that, but even for non COVID related complaints, like we screen all sorts of patients in the ER. Like Foods, we always do like, everything, everything. Yeah. Like we've got like two nurse practitioners that sit out, that, that sit from home and screen all the ER patients. They'll, really? they'll, write, they'll write all the orders, huh. they'll see them, they, they can oh, complete wow. their entire visit. And if they're concerned, if it's something that like I should see, They'll, they'll they'll tell me they can tell me through Epic, you know, or EMR. They can yeah, tell of course. me hey, yeah. I saw this and
1: guy. A- a- Epic changed so much. We can talk about that. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. That's another conversation. <laughs>
1: that's another conversation there. Yeah.
2: So I mean it's being it's being used very, very widely and it's certainly yeah. made things a lot easier. And I, I think that's going to continue. That that ship has sailed. It should have sailed a long time ago and it's definitely sailed. Well I,
1: I feel like that sped up I I think mean, one of the pre- so I want to talk about the repercussion of COVID. I feel like also are you surprised how fast the vaccine came?
2: I mean uh, it is it's pretty amazing. Right. Like, like I think, think
1: about it. Like usually a vaccine takes forever. Five to, yeah. on average four to five years. So that's why I am in right. read. Yes, and, that's true. And this is like, what, 10 months?
2: It is. I mean, I think, um, so that is, that is, it is pretty amazing. It's pretty surprising. Um, you know, when it, when it comes to vaccine trial, so one of the, one of the biggest, uh, problems is like FDA rules about how you, Correct. Can do trials and, and, you know, so a lot of those were rolled back. And I think rightly yeah. so, because You know, a good example of this is, you know, this is not even related to vaccines, but one of the, one of the treatments that that's being used for COVID is is dexamethasone, which is a steroid, you know, and the data proving that this was an effective therapy all came out of England. You know, it all came out of their national health service, the NHS, because they don't have as much red tape as we do here with like the FDA wanting this and that and that. that. Their research
1: was a little bit more further. It was so
2: much faster. It was so much faster. They could literally do a trial on like thousands of COVID patients within a matter of months and prove that, hey, dexamethasone is a good. Uh, is actually a good treatment and that's so it's embarrassing so from the for the United States like where we have like freaking hundreds of thousands of people with COVID we couldn't do a trial like that quickly oh, yeah. to, to you know prove the same thing it's just mm-hmm. shocking so yeah. you know I mean it, it is kind of surprising that the vaccine came out this quick the technology was there for a while of course the, MR, the mRNA technology has been there for like at least seven eight years yeah. you know it's not that new but um, yeah rolling it out and like testing it on like 30 something thousand people I mean I have some issues with the with the Pfizer vaccine data we can go into that a little bit Like <laughs> by, you know by, i
1: I read an article that actually yesterday about this. I've been reading yeah. a lot of articles about like different types of vaccines and stuff like that, but yeah. we can, we can, I don't want to dive into that because I feel yeah. like that's another conversation to talk about, yeah, for sure. but, but I just want to talk about, because I mean, I just want to talk about the different type of reper- repercussion of COVID because we not, we've seen it in the technology advancement of, you know, working with, you know, obviously with telehealth, we've seen that yeah. with obviously with you know, the industry as well, but like, like, so let me ask you this, do you think that if this type of I guess rollback policies for you know, to, to speed up the like vaccine should just be applicable for other things as well though. If you think about oh, yeah. it, like you know, is, like
0: are these are are they going to keep oh they're not gonna do it. They're are they're gonna go, do are it. they gonna push back the regulations once it once this is done?
2: Oh you mean keep it or keep or it or they're yeah, gonna keep it. Yeah, yes that's a good question. Yeah. I I am not as good a health policy expert as some other people i know but what i can tell you is i certainly hope so you know because doing a doing a good robust trial on like an intervention of some kind or a therapy of some kind is like such a pain in the ass that it doesn't have to be yeah. you know especially when it can lead to like really really important things i understand it we want everything to be safe everything should be like yep. you know all about safety and making sure that an intervention is safe but literally some of the rules like on how you can do a trial are just so like detrimental is it, is it
1: bureaucratic you think or is it money-based you think i'm curious now i I i've been reading a little bit of both like it, yeah. all, but they,
0: they get so like it's it's funny what, like to think about because like you, you're talking to look at like pharmaceutical companies and they're getting paid to research this stuff when they get paid more to just continue researching for as long as possible
2: instead of like Is coming it, out it, with it, something it, that's you're saying accurate. purposely drag it on yeah I mean, it really. I think that really depends I on, on.
1: That's, on that's different. Yeah.
2: Yes, it really depends on what the therapy is, right? So, like something like a vaccine. Um, for the vaccine, they're gonna to want to end the trial as soon as possible. Like yeah. Pfizer wants to end that trial. They said, "Look, we proved that it's 94 percent, 95 percent efficacy, which it probably isn't. It, there's no way that it's that good, mm-hmm. you know. But they're like, we wanna, we wanna end it. We've proven that it's 95 percent, like ineffective. So let's end the trial. That's what they did, you know. They, yeah. They're like, pretty much done. Mm-hmm. And I think that's wrong. But when it comes to other things- and,
1: and, and I see J&J, by the way, is purposely t- t- taking their time, by the way. Yeah. So j and J's t- purposely taking their time and yeah. they keep, they're doing retrials and stuff of like that. And they haven't rolled out the, their own vaccine stuff of like that because they don't want- they, I think they're thinking about a longer picture too. So-
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. And, 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 and every company is different. Every probably would do it differently. But because of the things the things that, like you said, the positive rollback right now, it is a pandemic. It's an emergency situation. Yeah. And so, th- so companies right now can- you know push as much as they can if they need to you know and right. else, obviously they do it, trying to do it as safely as possible and to try to meet all the guidelines and yeah. i mean th- there's enough data out there obviously otherwise other doctors wouldn't be taking it you know what i mean or you know nurses yeah. they wouldn't roll this out to everybody so
2: yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. i mean so, i i hope i hope it does stay i hope that these rollbacks yeah. do stay because i think i think if any if every american should look at what what europe's doing and what europe's done in this and like they're, they're, they're just so, fast, so much faster. They're so men. much faster. They're just so much faster, yeah. and it, and this is like even they use medications in in Europe, not for even COVID, like other related, other things. They yeah. have like access to all these other meds that we don't. Because the well, FDA-
1: I heard surgery there is super much more advanced, just because they're that they're, they're uh just of surgeries because there's yeah. some research on those.
2: They're so. just ball, they're just ballsier. They're just like whatever. Same for <laughs> Asia. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's <laughs> same for Asia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know.
1: Yeah. The, I, I mean, and I don't think it's necessarily balls here. Like you said, I think it's just regulation a little bit more, a little bit more laid back in terms of like, okay, you can do this based on this, you know, things like that. It's just it's yeah. different things to do. We you know. also
0: have more of a litigation society. For sure. That's so, like a big part of it.
1: Yeah. I, and everybody sues everybody here.
0: Yeah. yeah. Everybody. So it's, sure. that's, a, that's an issue. <laughs> that's a different issue that we need to solve. Yeah.
1: All right. So, okay. So speaking of, you know, repercussions though, we can, we can dive into, I guess, you know, the healthcare sector of the economy situation part of that, but let's take a little break. Uh, we are going to do the extra image session, which is the funny session. Um, Robert, you want to start with yours and then we can jump into, um, I don't know if you have a story or image to share. Let us know. If not, we can, yeah. uh, we can.
0: You know. Sure. Let Go. me, let me, uh, let me start off. I have a couple, actually. I saw you have a couple. Oh, shit. This I, is I, the first I, time I have two, I think. Um, but I I should I have this uh, I thought was funny. Um, so this guy wrote uh, on Twitter he posted a uh, a a Twitter to the one fresh pillow I don't I don't even know this company it's probably a pillow maker right um, and he says just curious what your thoughts on sed- sedition and domestic terrorism were I need to apparently ask these things before buying bedding. In twenty twenty one, and <laughs> the one fresh pillow, they respond, clears throat, taps mic three, taps mic thrice. Uh, we fucking hate it. <laughs> oh
2: man, is that is that a jab at what is that guy's uh, company? My pillow. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, it is. Right. <laughs> That's pretty. That funny. is. That I thought is that was, I thought that was hilarious. Oh, <laughs> some of these companies' social media, uh, people are. Amazing. Like, oh dude, like so I, I, I almost
1: go like Wendy's responding to people.
0: Yeah, like when like all of these like uh, fast food restaurants, they always have uh good responses to people. And then <laughs> I have the second one, which is a package um, that there's a, a note on their package and it's from the Australian government department of agriculture and water resources. Apparently they have the right to open up your packages and search what's inside. Which is, uh, which I guess it's fine if if they're like suspecting of something, right? But on it it says one of the things it says is the air courier incurs a fee from the department for this inspection. This fee may be passed on to you from the carrier. <laughs> so they're opening it up, and there's a fee to open it up, and then that's gonna get charged to the person who gets the who gets the package once they get it. That's so crazy. Like isn't this nuts? Like how can they do this? Isn't I that... don't know. <laughs>
2: I mean, to be fair, Australia kind of like—I mean, I'm sure they—they have some issues with like invasive. I don't know. Is the Department of Agriculture and Water Resources? So maybe some species and things. I don't know.
0: I know, but Um, like, why would that be a bill that like that goes passed on like an additional bill on top of your package that you're getting? (laughs) Like you're already paying for shipping, right? Like what? Like how is this an additional cost to to just search for it? Oh man, I saw this. I was like, I can't believe this is a thing. This can't be. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and the comment, like the quote on it, is like, "We decided to open your package. We found nothing bad. We'll send you a bill for our services." <laughs> yeah. Thanks,
2: thanks. Thanks for letting us yeah. check your package. And thanks, thank Australia.
1: You <laughs> that is hilarious. That's amazing. All right. All right. I have a funny one. I I well technically I have t- two, but yeah, it's two different ones. i got, I'll show you the most relevant one. Uh, it is an image. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw this on Reddit uh, yesterday morning, or was it yeah. this afternoon? Sorry. Yeah, this was this morning for sure. Yeah. So it's an image of a package, a plastic package. Uh, I guess imprint in it. Uh, you know, when you we put when you take it out of the package. So it says, the title says, my wife found the empty package without knowing what I bought.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so it's a shape. It looks like a dildo shape, but it's oh not. My it's, God. it's actually a shape of the, of the what's called the, uh, themo- thermometer. the thermometer, the body oh the, the scanner. Yeah. So like, it's
0: <laughs> <laughs> So if you look at it upside down, where like yeah. the, the handle is up, yep. it, yeah, it definitely looks like That's, it could be a dildo.
2: That looks like it's more than a dildo. That's like a on device. Yeah, yeah, like
0: yeah, yeah. they like dildo
2: attached to something. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. It, it, it's pretty funny. Though.
2: There's <laughs> a lot going <laughs> on there. Yeah, I like the I like the top comment on this. It's like either the wife was excited or disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious.
1: But but imagine you just found that, right? You would never think about that. You know, just a package of
2: that. That's true. That's true. Oh, you yeah. should have thrown uh, that out
1: okay so and then the second one is uh it's a whole different thing so it's this girl playing Rocket League and she's streaming this live and um and so the the title says thought she noticed me guess not so it's pretty much maybe her boyfriend i can't tell but she's streaming this live and and, and, then the game ends and uh she just talks a little bit more and then she gets up and then literally like he's standing behind her the whole time and she just walks away and never notices him that he's there
0: okay (laughs) She's playing
1: Rocket League. Yeah. Oh and if you scroll to like a minute oh, and a minute and uh oh,
0: sorry. Let, me go check my... <laughs> let me go check my laundry.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like he stands there like fifty four seconds, fifty-five seconds, you know.
2: He's, still there. <laughs> He's still there. He's still there. <laughs> she gets up and leaves and he she doesn't even know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Wait a minute. I'm, so I'm back. Like she's just like, she's like petting her cat or something, <laughs> petting her puppy, and, then, and yeah. she gets up. <laughs> <you> get up? <laughs> she literally <laughs> <laughs> walks around.
1: That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> this is so crazy. He's there the whole time behind him.
2: Oh my god. Yeah. That's amazing.
1: All right. I know you have something to share. Uh, <laughs> a story.
2: Anything? uh I don't know what kind of, what, do you, what do you want to hear Anything
1: anything
0: isn't something anything funny if it, uh that's yeah. come up
2: Oh man Any there's a lot stories? of funny things in the ER um Without giving away too much patient information um I feel like drug use has gone up substantially <laughs> over, the last, <laughs> over the last month I Wow mean, really You mean
1: during, you know, mean during COVID or the last month or no, during
2: No I I think, I think this is COVID man I mean Is this since know, since you've
0: come back florida or is this uh <laughs> there, like no, no, no. between think, the time of you come back and now
2: no i think it's new i think it's like between the time of uh like since covid started and now especially the last few months man i think you know um i just feel like there's there's a significant <laughs> significantly greater number of uh of florida men in florida okay. right now and I, I don't know why so you but, seen um,
1: them coming into er you saying.
2: Yeah, so you know, any anytime you're in the ER, you're gonna see a bunch of you know people that come in on uh, you know drugs, drunk, high, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I feel like it's substantially more now.
0: I and, mean, uh, you're at home, you don't have work. Yeah, you know, we're, like, we're what are you gonna do? I guess I guess <laughs> do you some know, drugs. You can't talk to
1: anybody. You can't meet people. You know, can't if go meet anybody. <laughs> if
2: you're unemployed and you're not you're, and you're not doing anything with your life. You're right. Like, if you're not getting drunk or high, like, what are you doing? yeah (laughs) that's true yeah
0: there you go coming from a doctor guys
1: (laughs) 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 no but but obviously do you so you've seen a huge influx for since covid started really
2: i feel like there's a lot more psychiatric stuff and drug related stuff going on you know and um Uh, definitely a lot of mental uh, situation for sure yeah Yeah. Yeah. it sucks you know it's 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 kind of funny because it's funny when you have a patient that you know a guy who comes in is totally like Totally blazed out his mind on I don't even know what like, you know, PCP, meth, meth, whatever, to the point that you actually have to knock them out and put you know put a tube down their throat so they you can just calm down you know. Wow. Oh,
1: is that that high?
2: Oh man, yeah, people, people, people do that. Jesus Um, Christ. Is there
0: anything specific that you see more than others, or is it just like all around more drug use?
2: so uh i mean florida traditionally has always had like more meth and more of the more the uppers you know like yep. i remember like four or five years ago there was this thing called flaka that was like all over the place Baca. oh my god yeah, yeah, that's a lot of is that so, what is
0: that what the guy was taking when uh when he, he like turned into a zombie and started eating people
2: no apparently not i think that's what it looks like right everyone thought it was <laughs> flaka or bad salts. apparently it wasn't <laughs> I think that guy was just like i don't know what was going on with him
1: yeah
2: but, um yeah no, it's it's interesting um I feel like there's there's more and more interesting drug cocktails out there now.
1: <sighs> All right, well, go, going back to the original subject, right? The repercussion of COVID, right? Um, obviously, job situation, healthcare. Um, we yeah. see a lot. I see a lot of articles of hospitals, like they're some of the funding that they use, and I mean they may not able to be recover. Some of them, they you know, they can you know, because obviously, yeah. lost just lost revenue. You couldn't do anything during COVID time, and right now, it's that I guess. From your from what you've seen the fluctuation, I guess every every hospital might be a little bit different, right, because some hospital may be fully staffed and then nothing happened, some hospital may yeah. be just overstaffed, and then they had to pause those electric surgeries. so therefore they, they had to prioritize certain staff before
2: yeah. The, uh, mm-hmm. yeah yeah, um you know, to sort of put this in context um, yeah. and you know sort of give you some background on that. So if you look at um, like just between like March and June, uh, March and June, or like really at the beginning of everything. So like most of the, you know, obviously we don't have a whole lot of data for the last couple of months because it hasn't been published yet, but um, like ER visits, just like how many people go to the ER dropped by like 40% from like March to April
3: Hmm. compared
2: to like the same time last year. So that's like 40%, that's massive. That's like a crazy, crazy, you know, drop. Um, so that means less people coming in, like less people getting admitted, like less yeah, billing, yeah. essentially, less money that the hospital is getting. That's just the ER. Um, and and the,
0: what is the what's the reasoning behind?
2: Uh, behind so it? they did that because the the, the reasoning is that. Um, People were scared to come because they're like, oh, if I go to the hospital, like, I'm going to get COVID. And this uh, is correct. And, like, it's, it's, no it's, a mental,
1: it's a mental thing too. Also it, was a mental it's...
2: Thing. It, was, it was all about fear. They like went and researched and they talked to people. They're like, oh, why haven't you been going in? And actually, so forget the economics of it. Like medically, it was really bad because yep. people were like not getting care for like heart attacks, for like strokes, like things that were actually going to kill them. Like yeah. COVID may or may not kill you. Probably not. Like statistically, it's probably not going to kill you. Like mm-hmm. very good. chance going to be okay. But heart attack was definitely going to kill you. And, uh, it's funny, not funny, but, uh, interesting that the number of like calls for cardiac arrest, like how many 911 calls went out for like, Hey, like, I don't know, my father's like not waking up or, you know, whatever, like the yeah. number of calls for that, like went up actually. Jesus. And, um, because of this, because people were like not going in to get like their chest pain evaluated, you know, things oh, wow. like that. Okay. So, so, the, the, so, so
1: a lot of the preventative was not, was, a, was dismissed or like, I guess not dismissed more like was just, not, there was just delay of care. There delay was of was, care people were,
2: people were really delaying, seeking care for Potentially yeah. life-threatening conditions, and the number of people getting cardiac arrest and dying went up massively, independent of like if they had COVID or not. Like it's not because of COVID; they weren't dying because of COVID. They were dying because yeah. their heart attacks and strokes weren't getting treated. Yeah. so that's pretty remarkable. Um, as far as hospitals, like uh, you know, in the first like increase, like hospitals basically shut down all their elective procedures, right? And that's what makes them money—like replacement, new replacement, new valve, cap, you know, uh, bypass surgery for your, for your heart, things like that. That's how hospitals make like subs- and that's that's just how healthcare works here man like we get paid okay. here to do stuff to you <laughs> like yeah. that's, that's yeah. how it works and so all that volume went away so they lost a lot of their money like um you know very early on like they i think like i think in the initial like half the year it was like 200 billion dollars like lost yeah.
1: oh we're one life. point uh, i think it's over 1.4 million jobs also gone yeah right for from, from you guys for sure yeah, yeah. yeah. it's so that, crazy though
2: yeah, yeah it is it is kind of crazy it's very paradoxical right you'd think that like healthcare would be like making a bunch of money or doing well during this time and it's like totally not at all. And by June, you know by June like the volume was going back up, but it's still like
1: not the same. It's not the same at all. It's not sure. the
2: same. And even if you project it to catch up by like by like March or May of 2021, yeah. like 5 6 months from now, even then there's still like 2 or 3 billion lost like every month or something. You want
1: like. to hear something really, Yeah, um, so you're you're pretty accurate in that the total between uh march and june it was 202 billion dollars yeah. and then between july and december 120 billion dollars even though things are back to normal quote unquote yep. at least the total over 323 billion dollars it's crazy yeah
2: that's a that's a ton of money man yeah it's a, it's it's a
0: little bit it's a it's a it's some, some change
1: yeah it's <laughs> a <Some> change <laughs> 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 yeah, if you look at the last article I just sent out by the AHA, uh, AHA um, yeah, and it's it's crazy the amount yeah. of money. Yeah, that's the,
2: that's the same one I read. Yeah. And the other thing you have to factor in is it's not just that they weren't seeing elective things. It's like because of COVID, the some of the, the other costs. You know have gone up right so like hospitals yeah. need yeah to offset
1: it right so they,
2: to, they need more ppe they need to set aside more of these quarantine areas set up more testing sites all these like the costs have gone up too like,
3: mm-hmm.
1: like yeah the, the adjustments they had, they had the yeah. adjustments for all those yeah. extra I, I, like even even if you try to give a birth right you, you had to make sure this room secluded for the, or this floor secluded from you know covert patients like oh, that yeah. just, just to readjusting things
2: yeah 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 um but I can tell you many, many interesting things about how that's affected the job market. You know, for, so for example, um, there's like no respiratory therapists. <laughs> like we have a huge shortage of respiratory therapists in the hospital because they're getting poached by like all of these travel agencies that are like, "Hey, go to California. We'll pay you like ten thousand dollars a week to yes. go." To-
1: awesome. So they get contracts from there, yeah. and then yeah. and then they pay them. Yeah. Wow.
2: Yeah. So different parts of the country are poaching each other's resources. They're like, yeah. California is like really suffering right now. Texas is really bad. So they're like, yeah. they're paying like out the ass. Like to, to, same, I
1: heard, I heard same thing for ICU nurses as well. Same though. thing, same thing. Yeah.
0: I've had, yeah. I've, I know quite a few nurses that have come to California because they're just, yeah, oh, yeah
1: mm-hmm. just I, I have a, f- I have a couple of friends who are, are in Texas right now making good money in Texas.
2: Yeah. Okay. And then you, who's taking that cost, right? Who's paying them? The hospital is the hospital is losing yeah. money. Correct. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs>
1: That's crazy how they're pushing each other's resources. Yeah. Did you ever felt like you were short of PPE stuff during early times?
2: Um, you know, we were, I definitely felt we were short of N95s. Like that was definitely a thing because they gave us like two N95s and they're like, all right, these are your N95s. Like you're not going to get any more N95s. (laughs) And I was like, pretty, I was like, okay. So, I mean, I didn't care because I was not like seeing too many COVID patients or anything like that, but, um, yeah, that was kind of crazy because normally that would never happen. Like N95s are everywhere. You can have as many as you want. Like no one cares. I mean, know?
1: obviously shut China shut down. What are you going to buy yeah. from? Yeah. yeah <laughs> it, it, it made you realize the supply chain issue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: I mean, I never suffered like, like they show you in some parts of the country where people were having to wear like trash bags and stuff, Yeah, <laughs> but no N95s, we definitely had a massive shortage of. Gotcha. Yeah.
1: yeah. And, I, and I remember it took them a while to certify the K and 95s to be also be, you know, eligible yeah. to do as well. I'm, I'm surprised how long it took them to certify that, to be honest.
2: Dude, I mean, it's insane. And it, it even yeah. even worse than that is like, I bought my own like N95s, like reusable respirators. Yeah. Um, like I, I don't have a box of it. I was gonna show you what it is, but it's like much more comfortable. And yeah. hospitals like were like, oh, you can't use these because we have not tested them and we don't know if it's like certified. You
1: know, it
2: yeah. Certified. And then if there's an issue, then we, we have the liability for it. And it's such and
1: bull- it's, just a, it's, it's a lot of liability. is a thing, though. Right? You know, litigation. But it's such bullshit, it's such bullshit though. <laughs> it's so much bullshit. <laughs>
2: You know, it's like they want us to take the fall for this crap. And it's like, I brought my own N95. I'm going to wear it because I'm going to protect myself. I'm not going to keep reusing the. Yeah.
1: You know, oh, I worry about being sued later on.
2: <laughs> yeah, forget
1: it. And what are going to sue me when, when I'm dead? <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Like, what are you going to do? So, like, yeah. I, I I, completely agree in that part, though. Like, and I was reading all this job shortage. Even the jobs coming back, they're not coming back as fast. Like, um,
0: no, they're not. And they're not going to come back as fast all if they're not, right if, they're, away, if, they're, if, they're if they're still making, if they're still like, recovering losses and stuff right like there's no way that they're going to be hiring as fast as they as they fire
1: i, I guess the question is so can a hospital go bankrupt
2: i guess oh yeah, yeah. it happens sure. all the time <laughs>
1: <laughs> like so, what did they do though did they, did they restructure or what happened no no
2: no stuff? so one one good example and this is pre-covid is um yeah. is uh i think it was shoot what was the name of the hospital i think it was hanneman camp it was in philadelphia somewhere it was a very very old hospital it's been there for like 150 years like a very right like institution, you know, kind of like almost like Brigham at Harvard. Uh-huh. And that hospital went under because of like mismanagement of funds and like all this stuff, not having good pay or mix, you know, all, all the reasons that a business fails. And they failed and they got bought by like they they got bought by like a small investment firm that was going to restructure them and stuff. And then you know they couldn't do it. And then the hospital just got went bankrupt. They shut the whole hospital down. They shut down everything. Like the residencies had to go somewhere else. Like back really back yeah yeah, yeah is,
1: is, is it because uh so it was just people it's just I guess the Actually, I found I found who you're talking about. Here, here's the article. So wait, you're right. Investment firm couldn't bring that back. Why is that? I wonder.
2: Because investment firms don't have an incentive to do that. Like they don't.
1: Probably sell the assets. That's all they did. Probably they 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 bought it to sell the assets. to Be honest.
0: Yeah. Probably what they did. It's probably just to try to sell sell off. Was it this
2: hospital here? This Hemingway?
1: What's it called? Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's that's the one. Philadelphia Hospital Bank. Yeah, that's 150
1: one. years service. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that wow.
2: hospital is like an institution. Like everyone's heard of this hospital. Like everyone knows it. It's Isn't like a that, legend. It's a legendary place. Um, you know. Jesus.
1: Yeah, okay. pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, so so I guess so so you could actually close down and uh so I guess uh, I am wondering, I guess, the repercussion of this hospital hospital across the United States, how many of them how many of them will we sh- would be shutting down because of COVID? I mean, mean, obviously, the stats have come out yet, things like that. Uh, Yeah. Hasn't gotten to that point yet, I don't think,
2: at least. I I think that what's going to happen to hospitals Uh is, is the same thing that's happening to, like, physician practices, right? So physician practices, like doing private practice used to be a big thing. Like yeah. you could be your own small business and people yeah. love that. That's, that's slowly gone away and COVID is gonna accelerate that because if you're a small business, you're not gonna have the ability to like negotiate with big insurers. You're not gonna have the ability to do all these, implement all these policies. So they're, they're all consolidating. So people are just gonna buy them up. And that's the same that's gonna to happen to hospitals. Like if there's a hospital that's struggling, like a big, big company is gonna come in and just buy that hospital, like HCA or, 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 or something like that. Um, HCA is a massive system like Kaiser, um, you know, Mount Sinai, or one of these places, just gonna come and just buy it.
1: Kaiser has been killing it, let me tell you.
2: Yeah, Kaiser, they are. I mean, Kaiser's awesome. Like, I don't know too much about Kaiser, but like,
1: I i, I have a friend who works for Kaiser Corporation, and let yeah. me tell you, uh, he loves that there. She he says, from top down, bottom management, it's just well handled. That's what he says.
2: I, I, that's what I've heard too. That's exactly what I've heard, as opposed to what we have here. Like, I mean, HCA is like, to me, I mean,
1: yeah, it's all different thing department. though. Yeah. But, and let me, so, and part of, and I think, I guess sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, right? It's, it's mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's a business. Like, um, so let me ask you, like, I guess private, uh, I see urgent care pop up a lot more during the past mm-hmm. two years, especially during, during COVID time. A lot of them have been opening more up. Yeah. I, I think that kind of practice has been, I think that COVID helped accelerate that to be honest, all the urgent cares, you know, you're talking about the little urgent
2: yeah. cares. The yeah. Yeah. doc in the box kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I think that, I think that a lot more, especially during
2: COVID time. Yeah. Um, you know, urgent cares have been a big business for, for a while. Um, it's, I I know ER doctors that have, that have done ER and then been like, I'm just going to start, like, I know a couple people that like own like at least eight or nine urgent cares, um, like in Orlando or, or basically in North central Florida. So urgent cares have been a pretty lucrative thing over the last like 10 years because, Think about it, you can capture all this billing for these very simple complaints. You can all you can even do fee for service, like very, very, very progressive like payment models that that kind of circumvent the problems in American healthcare. I think urgent cares are great. And yes, you're right. With COVID, um, I mean, they're an essential, essential part, part of all this, you know, because they can offer on-site testing, you, yep. they, you can do chest x-rays, you know, you can have a you can see a doctor, a nurse practitioner, or physician assistant, and you can get treated and all this stuff. You know, I think for something like COVID, it's awesome
0: i love yeah. i love urgent cares like
2: i i
1: don't have dude they're pricey as hell i don't
2: know, know they what are, their but pr- they're still cheaper than your alternative my friend really I, oh yeah i don't know the prices of
0: them but like i've got to i i don't have a family pra- uh practice doctor so i right. just go to urgent care and yeah. i barely go to the doctor anyway so urgent care is like right down the street and you just go in just go pop in pop out it's, it's so convenient <laughs> pop, pop compared the, thing to, is, the,
2: the thing is you can see what you're paying for right like, That's true. you, it's you just can fair. go it's up fair. there, you know, I'm sure you can go up there and they say, okay, like I'm, I'm coming in with like a cough. They're like, okay, if you want a chest X-ray, it's like a hundred bucks. Ooh. You know, if you go to the ER, you have no idea like what you're paying for, what you're getting, like the billing doesn't make sense. There's like surprise the billing It's so
1: hard. I, 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 dude, man, let me tell you the struggle of billing. Look at my parent, my dad's billing. I was like, yes. what the F it's crazy. I'm like, how did they, they can make this so much simpler.
0: Yeah. Also, also like you get multiple bills for the same thing. Yeah. Um, I went into, I went in for like a cough, uh, bronchitis or something. And I went to like the, I went to like a hospital urgent care. I went in, they did like tests or whatever. They come back, I get a bill a month later. And I'm like, all right, a couple hundred bucks, whatever, or a hundred, a hundred, a couple hundred dollars. I was like, all right, fine. And then the next month, I get another bill for, some other test that was done and i was like wait why wasn't this on the original bill and it's like you know all these bills and like i have a friend of mine who like works in the like the health system right and i I, was, I sent it all over and i was like i already paid this bill i don't know why you guys are sending me another bill and she's like oh yeah they just, it's just the I timing of all of the billing is is just completely horrible. messed up it's so. insane
2: it's, it's a joke it's frankly a joke yeah
1: is, is the part because of the epic system or is it because uh the, the delay of being the inputs you think
2: dude i have no idea that's a good question <laughs> i mean i don't know like i think it's just i think it's just it's just general incompetence and, and bad policy so will you?
1: Uh, let me ask you this will you ever uh, own your own er- urgent care centers
2: me personally <laughs> no I'm, I'm terrible at business like i know my strengths and i know my weaknesses and <laughs> i do not think i can run a business like that um, <laughs> You know i know people who do and it's just like it's just you i mean you know this because you, you've seen your your parents like running a business is insane like it's like, tough it's yeah, just you have it, to be on the ground tough, every sure. day like it's a full it's like a three full-time job you know
0: hmm. yeah
2: Getting something like that off the ground so i don't think i'd ever do it
0: <laughs> i mean you uh, can partner with someone who's on the business side that's true yeah and then that's you would like just do like,
2: medical right, side i'm just not passionate about it i don't really like like i mean it's hey, cool, I, but i, I mean like i know look look at paul Like
1: he's running his own practice dental practice now you know
2: so yeah but that's different though like
1: it I mean, is different though. It is, it's, it's a little bit more a primary care type of, type of thing, yeah. I guess. It is a different, but it's still running a business because you still have a whole staff to, to worry about. And you also have to worry about the marketing and you don't yeah. have to worry about like all the things. Like it, It's definitely, I mean, obviously different industry as well, but right. it, it, it is different though. I guess with urgent care, is like, how can you market for urgent care? <laughs> you
2: know what I mean? Like, you can, I mean, you can do it. It's just like, I think the, like I just don't have passion for like running a business. Like gotcha. my yeah. mental energy is just like, I, I wish it, I wish I was because then I could probably make some money, but <laughs> it's just not it's just not my strength. Huh.
1: No, I, I understand though. So like, so so obviously, you know, uh, as we pivot the conversation uh, now with the vaccine being released, right? Uh, do you think that I guess we're gonna start seeing some normality? And like, I guess you know things come back to normal, like at least from uh, the healthcare sector piece. Like, do you think they're gonna you know allow start allowing visitors soon? Things like that. Uh, I mean, at least, at least, not maybe not this year, maybe probably at the end of this year, maybe early next year.
2: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, y- You know, I, I mean, it's, this is complete speculation. Like I'm not yeah. even speaking from a position or knowledge. No, here. that's fine. But, but my I think, um, yeah. you know, yeah, I think as vaccination will probably help normalize things quite a bit across the board. Um, I mean, it's gonna help normalize travel, right? Like you're gonna have to like, I mean, if you can prove you've been vaccinated now, I think <clears throat> I think airlines will be able to, to they're still going to want to do some social distancing and stuff. Well, but... for
1: some so certain countries, probably they're going to want, probably want to see something like that, probably, to be honest. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Especially coming from from from, from uh, United States, for sure. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, c- I can see that some of the rules will be relaxed. Like, they'll say, okay, you can have, um, you know, maybe more visitors or something like that. Yeah. Um, probably elective surgeries and all that stuff is going to be normalized. I think campus will be normalized. Um, but I don't think it's ever going to really fully go back. You, th-
1: you think, like, I, actually, I let me ask you this would you think that they will make it mandatory for
2: everybody i'm curious vaccine if, yeah no i don't think so you
1: don't think so either no, like no, t- you, know, you know you know how tb some a certain pa- places require tb uh, vaccines for that
2: like certain yeah. yeah tb and we do that here by the way too it's like you 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 have to you have to be forced to get treated for tb but that's because yeah. tb is different like tb is like a
3: of course lifelong
2: lifelong disease that you can keep spreading you know yeah so that's like a bad thing COVID is COVID is not at least not that we know of you know now if you prove in the future that oh COVID gets retransmitted and you can keep transmitting it and it starts evolving and the strains you know there's like three or I mean there's a bunch of new strains there's a couple that are very very problematic right now because Mm -hmm. they might not actually they might be resistant to this vaccine or not resistant but like be yeah. able to uh, their spike protein might be different so they may not be able to, uh, so they
1: have to change they have to evolve the vaccine as well probably what do
0: you think probably well. what do you think the probability of this vaccine uh creating an i am legend type of scenario
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: i feel like
0: Dude, that's the most uh problematic most part right even yeah. if the vaccine I, I doesn't it create is, it, it it could evolve have. into something like that right no,
1: I mean, it's a, uh, it's, so, it's, it's uh, so, I mean, can you explain the RNA analogy for some people? I feel like they don't know what it is though. If you know what,
2: yeah. You know. So, um, so, and, and so, yeah, so there, there's, there's a few different vaccines, right? So the Moderna and the Pfizer vaccines yeah. are both mRNA vaccines. So they contain mRNA, which is messenger RNA. So it's not DNA. Is not like the, the nucleus of your cell that has a blueprint for all your body. And yeah. the mRNA never technically enters your nucleus because it's, it's sort of like a little blueprint of what the DNA is. So it never goes into your cell's nucleus. And basically, it, it ends up into your cell. And then your cell uses its proteins to transcribe or convert the mRNA message into protein, which is the spike protein. And the spike protein is what's immunogenic, meaning that your immune cells recognize it and they start creating antibodies against it. That's how that how, that's how the mRNA technology works. There's other vaccines that they have like the AstraZeneca one. I think is a uh, is a adenovirus vector vaccine which that's a that's a that's a technology that's also kind of recent but basically they'll take a virus adenovirus which causes the common cold, they'll replace all its like mRNA and, uh, you know and uh, nucleic acid with what you want that virus to 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 make and it's a vector so it'll actually invade your cell and it'll give it that that mrna or that uh that dna to to make the protein that you wanted to make so,
1: so so it makes your body re- regenerate that dna I mean, I that, I mean, well, that,
2: that
0: second I one's more likely to create zombies <laughs> no i think the second one's
2: actually been around longer so it's probably yeah. proven uh, that it's not going to do that longer, maybe yeah. maybe the mrna one i mean i don't i mean well, it, you know right. in all reality very very doubtful but if it yeah. does happen um <laughs> um i don't want to be you will know. smith <laughs> You know the saddest mo- that saddest uh, scene in that movie was like the dog, man. Like yeah that dog, know, yeah, that dog. Sorry to so spoil so... it for anyone who hasn't seen that. <laughs> <laughs> it's been out for so long, like so long. If you haven't yeah, seen like... it. Seen it's football. not a spoiler.
1: Yeah, it has been twelve years. Jesus, guys. Yeah. Yeah. No, but it, it, the re- I mean the reason why I'm saying so, I know Microsoft and uh, and Oracle have been working on some kind of digital passport thing, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm curious to see if they're gonna enforce something like like. So I am went consulting, right? So for us to travel and stuff like that, we travel a lot almost every week, but now yeah. we're not traveling at all. So I'm curious to see if clients will require p- their consulting to have some kind of vaccine protection to, I guess for themselves, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because, since we're going in and out the cities so every, so often, would you feel comfortable consultants to come in to see them in the office?
0: I mean, would they be comfortable with their own employees being in there? Like that's the-
1: well, At least, but, but they're now traveling in and out different cities, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. At least they're going home, going back to work, going home I, I back. I know, I know where you're going with that though. Like I, I feel like half they're gonna probably do 50% first and then lean back into slowly. You know, I know certain offices don't care as much because there's the offices are like 10 people, but bigger companies they do care a lot more, obviously. Yeah. yeah. I don't I, I feel like if they make it mandatory, I feel like they're they're preparing for that but
2: I don't think they can make it. I mean, look, so, you know, the hospitals, the, our hospital has not made it mandatory. They can't force you to get the vaccine. Um, you know, they, when the vaccine rolls,
1: if, if they have to, I'm curious, how would that go about? How, do you, do you know, at least I'm just wondering,
2: Curious. I don't too. think, I mean, how would it go about if they force you to get a vaccine? I mean, no, I, no. Like how would they make it
1: mandatory in general? In like, like, like for example, what do you have to do in order to make it mandatory. Like the CDC has to, has to do something? What I mean? Oh, I see what
2: you're saying. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think, um, I mean, I think that's a very slippery slope. Yeah. You know? But let's say that were to happen. Yeah, I mean, if the CDC comes out and, uh, and, and especially if like uh, for the hospital, for example, if, if yeah. insurers and, and the people that are paying the hospital start implementing these rules, which is essentially the government. Yep. Um, you know, I mean, private insurance companies follow what the government does. Yeah. Um, and the government is Medicare. So if Medicare starts saying things like, well, as part of our like quality improvement and like the, the joint commission, which is the oversight committee for hospitals, comes in and says that all employees are not required to be vaccinated yeah. and can't have a single unvaccinated employee. Yeah, that would essentially be a mandatory vaccination. And if, if you're not willing to do it, then you lose your job. Um, so so, <laughs> so I, could, I could see that working through the, through the bureaucratic system of hospital oversight, which is the joint commission of, I forget yeah. what, it, what it is, but it's, that's what it's called.
1: Yeah, but I, I guess, but it, it will be definitely a harder hurdle to get through that process Like people, people think it's easy to to meditate. I'm like, it's a very slippery no, slope. No,
2: no, man. If they do that, like they, they can't do that. If they do yeah. it, like that's a big, big problem. And people yeah. are not going to be quiet about it. That's for sure.
1: For sure. I
0: don't think people are going to like, people don't even like wearing masks. So how are you <laughs> going to force how them? I'm
2: going to force you to freaking get a shot in your <laughs> <life>? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
0: I'd rather wear a mask and get a shot. I hate shots. <laughs> so like it's like that's a, it's, a, it's 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 harder to like force me yeah. to get a uh, a shot or a, yeah. a vaccine. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, obviously, I think part of this is just to put an ease of mind of less fear, right? So people can start traveling a little bit more, people more comfortable, yeah. things are open back up slowly. I mean, I mean, even right now, I I I was actually looking at the stats. Like, even in states that are shut down, their infection is still high, and even in state that's open it's almost as high as it states that open. I'm like, that's kind of weird. Like, you know, I don't know. It's just people maybe not obeying the shutdown to be honest with you. And so yeah. Uh, yeah, and I know that for a fact for a lot of California people, like they have secret parties all the time, <laughs> in LA, you know? Oh, really in LA? Oh yeah, for sure. They, had, they, they host like mansion parties all the time. And I'm like, there's like 200 people in the mansion, you know, yeah, and, yeah. They, and they get fin- like $500 or something like that, you know, like <sighs> for having too many people there. Yeah. So stupid, you know.
2: I mean, I think that, you know, it's, it. <sighs> For example, you know, influenza, like, which happens every freaking year and yep. kills a lot of people. Like, yeah. It does. People get it super does. sick from, from the flu virus, yep. and that that vaccine is not mandatory, and we don't freak out about it. No one is required to get the flu vaccine to travel, and people catch influenza, they die from it. Yeah. COVID, you know, has a mortality rate of maybe 10 to 20 times more than influenza, so it's still pretty small um but i think it's because like it's it's just happened all of a sudden and it's because it's this new thing that we it's haven't It's all at once. More. It's all at once. So everyone's like freaking out about it and i get it, you know. I, I agree that. Well, this is really the
1: first time the United States has reacted to a pandemic
2: ever, yeah, to be honest. Ever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know. But Asia
1: are used to it. Asia not the world. Asia's used to
2: it, exactly. They're used to it. There was
1: Europe, Europe's used to it too. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So yep. so we're more more prone to that and i think because of our society or culture we're more in the instead of instead of more of a collective in uh, community we're more individual here so we're, sure. we're so everybody's reacting different part country, different reacting differently
2: yeah so. yeah i
1: agree uh and uh, it's, it's, it's an interesting take but you're right though. i think it did make it mandatory definitely a slippery slope though for sure
2: yeah i uh you know i i love the vaccine i think the vaccine is great i have no fear of any kind of long-term side effects from it i get into arguments with anti-vaxxers all the time i think that's a bunch of bs but um uh, at the same time, there are lines that you can't cross, and making yeah. it kind of mandatory. Thing... Let me,
1: so let me ask you this though: then, um, so what are the, some of the long-term research you want you, you want you want them done for these vaccines? That I'm just curious. Like, I just want
2: question. them to do like like say like basically just keep track of the people that they vaccinated. You know, so yeah. for example, let me pull it up because I was looking at this. Earlier. I, I,
1: I read I read today in California about three hundred thousand vaccines had was uh, people had. They, at least according to them to be tracking has has side effects. No,
0: uh, they they yeah. said a batch of it a was, batch, batch was of them, yeah. causing uh, some sort of side effects and then yeah. they stopped those three hundred thousand.
1: Correct. Yeah.
0: So it's not three hundred thousand people that they're tracking, it's like a certain yeah. Batch, yeah. A certain yeah. amount of people in that yeah. batch,
2: right? Right. Yeah, right. And yeah, I mean that that I'm not too worried about, you know, the side effects like headaches or nausea. I mean the the side effects that matter is like anaphylaxis. So like you're having a straight up uh, severe allergic reaction to some component of the vaccine yeah i think that's, that's what important.
1: it was that's what, that's what it was yeah uh, yeah yeah there, there have
2: been some cases of anaphylaxis yeah so that that obviously is a big deal but that really comes down more to like probably what the vaccine was like mounted on and like what the other components of the vaccine are than the vaccine itself yeah. but I, I think you know the biggest thing that people are freaking out about and this is what i get asked about all the time is long term yeah. like am i going to have something five six years from now that's true. Now, because this is a new technology to use mRNA, is it going to do something to me? Is it going to cause cancer? Is it going to cause I don't know, whatever you know? And um, you know, the,
1: get, my, I, my parents are not willing to get it, to be honest. Yeah, I don't. Mike Wong's not it.
0: not willing to get it. That's because <laughs> <like>, just <laughs> because of, all, I, just I, because I, of I, the same the same, <laughs> same idea of like no research, right? It's, yeah. like,
1: it's not even like that. It's not. It's not even like that. I, I I told, like I said, if I need to get it, I'll get it. I mean, yeah. I mean I'm not really against it. I mean, I've gotten plenty of vaccines. Trust me. South America, let me tell you, plenty yeah. of vaccines. So is what I'm I mean, saying. You're
0: saying if you're forced to get it, you would get it. But like, that's not saying that you, like, trust it at all.
1: Well, I mean, you get? <laughs> would you get a rubber dog? Let's say that you need to get it for your job.
0: I need to get. If you, if like you yeah. force me to get it, of course I'm gonna get it. So let's, like so that's let's say not. That, that's not like. Let's, a say, thing. let's say that
1: your job recommends to you. right? Recommends to you to get it. Will you get it? Like not force you. They say recommend it.
0: I will. I probably won't get it until I need to go see somebody else. Because right now I'm at home. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm not doing it. I don't see anybody. I went outside yesterday for the second time since Christmas, right? So <laughs> I don't see anybody. There's no reason for me to get the vaccine right now. Once I go yeah. and start, like, visiting family or going out and doing stuff, then, like, the vaccine, so you will I'll be not totally like down you, to get you it. Would
1: not let your mom visit you, My mom? Yeah.
0: No, I would force my mom to, go, to to get it. Because my mom goes and does all kinds of crazy stuff. Like she's just <laughs> always out and about
1: But like your mom's a nurse, she doesn't take care of herself.
0: I guess so, but like yeah, I I you don't know, what know.
1: I mean? Like she doesn't take care of herself.
0: I I don't I don't know. I mean my parents My parents are the same thing.
1: My parents, are yeah, my parents are all on about that they're, they're trying to fix their house and stuff of like that. So they go to Home Depot almost every weekend and all the things like that. Like they, right. they, they live life. They're like, they're like you know what? Yeah. i wear my mask. i wear my gloves, things like that. They're, they're, they're prevented the it, you know, but like I live my life already.
0: <laughs> I know. I, I, I get it. But if I'm going to see people, I'm going to take yeah. it just because I'd rather not have the hassle, but right now I don't see anybody, so I'm not going to take it because
1: it's yeah, just a waste on
0: me it's just a waste of a, a vaccine because i'm not gonna well, well you're not allowed to take it right
1: it. now regardless though yeah
0: right now i can't take it but even if yeah. i could i wouldn't right now because other
2: people need it more than i do right now.
1: Oh, hey i know so you heard about the shelf life for that right the shelf is like five days once it once it's out of the what's it called the...
2: yeah the the reason for that is because the the mrna is enclosed in like this like uh phospholipid membrane yeah. thing you know so yeah it's very unstable it has to be like very very cold but the yeah. moderna yeah. one apparently doesn't have to be stored that way i'm not sure how because like it's a yeah. Of the
1: same technology but yeah yeah because because one of the biggest issues that once they have it once they open it for everybody i think supply chain is going to be an issue because how they could distribute it and because you only have five days shelf life for that yeah. and then we are wasting it and then people are going to be pissed if they start seeing reports of being wasted you know those things to being wasted yeah. because they're not distributing fast enough right and so i think it's going to be interesting take to see how that turns out because pretty much right now we're running a blank check to those companies yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> you think about it. Like sure. it's a pl- giant blank check from the government to those companies.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think it's going to, it's, it's going to change and maybe they can make that technology a little bit better. Plus you have like all these alternatives. So it's not just Pfizer. You still have Moderna. You still have AstraZeneca. You still yeah. have like J&J are working on of theirs. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think. Uh,
1: well, I'll get competitive for sure.
2: Yeah. I think the bigger concern is for other, con- like, you know, how are you going to distribute a vaccine like this in like third world countries that are. That's true. Like- how do you
1: going to, how are you, how are you going to move that? Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. You know which is where like the majority of the population of the world is so you can't just ignore that population you can't just be like oh well screw yeah. them you can figure it
1: out and, and, we, and we just recently signed a big stimulus package for aids for other countries too it oh
2: really like, i don't know about that
1: yeah it was like it was during uh december it was one like of the.
2: I, oh that was, big but we always do that we always like
1: but it was a, it was more than usual though oh really way. yeah <laughs> it was a huge uh, yeah i was like i was like how can you not how can you do that and not even and not worry about it as much as here in the united states you know like yeah. crazy
2: though.
0: Also, I have a question about, like, how are they going, like, can, are they working on a way from getting
2: it from two shots to one shot? Yeah, That's, that's exactly. a really good question. That's a very good question. Um, I heard yeah, JJ's
1: work on that, JJ.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, the data, I think, I think it just needs to be studied more because I think they showed that, um, you know like I think the AstraZeneca no no the other one maybe I, f- I forget which one but like you could actually have lower doses with the first one you had like less transmission rates um even though you know so they gave lower doses for the first one than they were um they did all these like subgroup analyses so I think you know to to to, to summarize like there will be more studies they will come up with a dosing regimen that potentially you could just get one and that would that would be just as effective as getting two doses right now Everything they've done for all these vaccines, for Moderna, for AstraZeneca, and for Pfizer, all of them are two doses. Yeah, and I think they're just trying to be careful. They just want to make sure that you mount an adequate immune response because uh, it takes weeks, right? It takes weeks for your body to take to recognize that protein and make the the antibodies to it. It's not a very quick thing at all. So I think they just want to be like extra sure.
0: Yeah, maybe I'll wait till there's uh, one shot. So- one shot. <laughs> I'd rather I take one shot than two. Also, yeah. for the like third world countries, it's easier to just. Do a one Absolutely. shot per person versus like Absolutely. having them come back. Like, who's going to come back? For sure. For sure. I mean, test. for the medical
2: side of things, I would much rather it be one shot because it's the compliance is much better that way. You don't have to worry yeah. about ineffective dosing.
1: That's mm-hmm. true. Yeah. yeah but, and the misbalance too. Yeah. But right. so, uh, I just said, you, you guys sent you the J report thing, how they were showing some in the early stage trials mm-hmm. of one yeah. shot. Oh, uh, yeah. And so you're right. I mean, they, they talked about how make sure the long term, uh, the long lasting immune response is long enough, safe enough, is generating, like you said. So, but yeah, they talk about that how you know they, they the the track of the the body space, how long within how many days things like that.
2: So. Yeah, I mean, you know, one thing, one problem I had with the Pfizer trial was that they're only tracking like the participants for like two or three months, like after the that's vaccine. That's it. Yeah, that's it. And that's and you know, short of time. yeah, it's very short amount of time. I think that's a big problem, and you know, that's probably because number one, I don't think their efficacy data is as good as they think, and um. And oh, I'm they're, they're
0: like, that. we gave it to them. They're not sick after a week.
2: They're good. Exactly. <laughs> Pretty much. <They're laughs> like, all right. <laughs> like We found it. It's a cure. So me,
1: I mean, I can see this being a yearly thing, right? But like you said, the, the immune system might not respond
2: yeah.
1: to like, you know, like for example, like, I mean, I, I mean, obviously if you, even if you get COVID, right, you're only immune to it for a certain amount of time and then you can get it again, apparently. So
2: yeah, that's true. I, and I, we don't know who gets it again and like how yeah. often that happens, but it does happen. Not much. We know.
1: Yeah. So there's not, there's not enough data with that. No. And so, and, and in terms of a vaccine, like the immune could wear off. Probably, to be honest.
2: So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it does for influenza and you know, the influenza vaccine, when you get, when you get a flu vaccine, yeah. it's like, it's like 20 or 30, like different vaccines, like kind of in a cocktail, because there's this thing called antigenic drift where, yeah. you know, where the pro the virus changes like year to year, it, yeah. it comes out in different, you know, different combinations of proteins. Who's to say the same thing is not going to happen here.
1: That's true. Yeah. That's what I but assume I, 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 is
0: just gonna happen. It's gonna yeah. evolve every year.
2: Yeah. yeah. Hey, flu shots
1: are free. COVID shots are gonna be free too. So. Probably. <laughs> no, Seriously. I mean, I'm like. Probably. I remember last time. Last time I got, I was telling Robert on the last podcast. Like, I think the last time I got a flu shot was like ten years ago because I needed, yeah. a, I needed a free movie ticket.
0: For a free movie ticket. That's why he got. It. That's why he got it. <laughs>
2: That's awesome. And I have, yeah. I
0: have friends who are convinced that the flu shot gives you the flu, or like gives you full yeah. on the flu.
1: Right. um well because the poly is a reaction to the body i mean the body is totally just react yeah
2: yeah i mean i tell patients that all the time like it doesn't give you yeah. the flu you don't get influenza yeah. but you get sick you get a fever and you got a cold so you think you yeah. have the flu, but really you don't and
1: yeah I, I remember i got sh- i got chills from it one time that's about yeah. it mean, and it went away the next yeah. day is that the, yeah. the
0: movie ticket one
1: yeah
0: <laughs> so that's why
2: it was amazing to me what's amazing about this is that like we've i've seen like zero flu like all year zero and it's because of all this distancing and like the fact that like people are yeah. like, super. It's, lot, like, it's,
1: a, it's not zero, it's like, it's a lot less for sure. It's a lot less, it's not zero. Yeah. But I like, yeah. I personally
2: have not seen any cases of flu. Um, yeah. Whereas normally I'd see like, you know at least like a dozen. Well,
1: school-wise, especially, especially yeah, school work, exactly. you know? Yeah. I, I remember using my, I remember used to go on their client and then they had a, during the flu season, they had a, two giant bags of halls and whatever. Yeah. And then whatever, <laughs> and then vitamin D and C just in case they get sick, you just grab and go.
2: Yeah. Like, really, like,
1: because they knew they're going to spread that, you know? That's
2: the champion's formula right there, man. Haul yeah. some vitamin C. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is, though, for real. Is it, yeah. is
0: it that, the, that there's less flu or is it that the flu is being diagnosed as COVID?
2: Both, I don't know. It's it's, right? it's it's less flu because we have a different assay for for. Uh, oh. So if if you're getting admitted or you're getting evaluated for viral complaints, we you know obviously we're testing for COVID. But if the COVID's yeah. negative, you're right. We're not necessarily testing for flu as much. Maybe that could be it. Um, you know. But if you're getting admitted to the hospital, like we're we're testing you for everything. Hmm. Um, for all the other viruses. And and early on there was a theory that actually having COVID like makes you more likely to have other like viral infections, like a co-infection um that was what some of the data was out of like out of china but i don't know if that's actually like really been demonstrated here Mm. so um i i don't know it's it's kind of interesting i'm not sure if the jury's out right now i think
1: yeah well, I mean, I—I I mean, we'll see. I mean, I'm sure you know. Well, we come when this episode airs, and then things can change. When we watch this episode, probably a year from now, you know, we be maybe in COVID, you know, 2021 oh, yeah. or 2022, yeah. or maybe Robert be, you know, the only Will Smith alive, you know.
0: Oh my god! I mean, the only one left. I'm making a podcast for, for myself.
1: Right? <laughs> kidding, no. but you no. Know, but I feel like you're right. I I feel like this probably will be like of uh what's called you know uh, ongoing thing every year is probably yeah. gonna disappear overnight and the question is the people you know how they're gonna return back to a sense of normalcy in a sense to be honest
2: so yeah i mean i uh, if you remember SARS like SARS and even MERS like th- they went on for years yeah. like that uh, went on easily,
1: years. easily easily like five years i remember easily
2: uh-huh. easily so I, I have no reason to suspect that this is any different even with a vaccine yeah. Um, because you like you said, did they ever
1: create a vaccine for SARS? I don't remember. You know, no, I
2: don't. I don't think. Not that I know of. I mean, yeah. if they do, that's pretty awesome. But yeah, um, you know, but I, I, but even even with a vaccine, um, if you don't have a sufficient number of people vaccinated, or if the virus evolves and you have to get revaccinated, and you don't. And then social distancing, like all this stuff, kind of relaxes. Then I could see it going on for years until things kind of calm down. Let me tell you,
1: dating is hard, man. COVID, I'm telling you, it's been
2: hard. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs)
1: that's all I care about right now. You know, dating is hard. You know.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just gotta get creative, man. You know, it's
1: just in general. I think I feel like as we get older, meeting people is just harder. You know. So. That too. (laughs) All right, so we're gonna end this episode with the rant. So pretty much what we do is the venting session. Uh, what we do is called the free-range session. So you and, you know, whatever you get off your chest, you know, let it go, you know. So that way you start off the next day, you know, more, you know, just re- more relaxed, you know. So Robert, mm-hmm. what's okay. your rant?
0: Oh, my rant. Um, come back to me. I remember I had one. I just didn't write it down. <laughs> so I don't remember what it was.
1: Do you have one, uh, Adnan? Do you have a rant or event that you want to just let go? Um... Or oh, something that annoys you and you just, like, just want to say it.
2: Man, people I mean, like I'm I'm a very I'm like a rage driver. Like I rage a lot. Like, if <laughs> drive with me. If you ever drive with me, like I yell so freaking much. And like it, it it actually is like a cathartic experience to me and I get so, so angry yeah. but a
1: Florida driver pretty much. Okay, got it.
2: Dude, like so much stupid shit people do here, especially being back in Gainesville. Like I just yeah. can't stand it. Like Kids. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just like actually. So this is horrible. There was an accident the other day, like a really. Oh bad yeah,
1: I, it's a really bad accident on uh, 13th Street, right? No, University, right? On, on
2: University. That's what I know? read.
1: I read somebody passed away.
2: It was bad. It was bad. Yeah, there was. Like, a, how bad was, was it? Can
1: you describe was, people who haven't heard about this?
2: Yeah. So there was a there was an accident, and and again, it's because the college is back in session. There's a yeah. there's a college bar called the Social. That's yep, right across yep. from campus, uh, like right, like literally right across from campus. You can just walk across and you can go to this this bar. And it's, it's a hot spot for the undergrads, you know, yep. on, and it was Saturday night. So obviously you have like a crowd of people out there that are piled onto the sidewalk, you know, waiting to get in. That's how it is. It's been like that for years. And there was a car that like ran a yellow and then someone didn't think he was going to run the yellow. So he T-boned this guy and the car, the car that got hit spun. And it spun oh, and, and you know, hit, the, hit this crowd of people, like hit like five
1: it killed four people, right? Didn't it?
2: No, it killed it killed one person and it seriously injured the other two. And um and you know, they, they were in the hospital. I was actually working uh when this happened. Um but um it's it's just so frustrating because you know, I go up and down to university and the problem is that you got all these kids, like a lot of them like these freaking rich kids. And they're walking
1: in the street too. They're walking the street drunk. <laughs>
2: Yeah, they they walk the street drunk, but like, you know, to, to to these to these students' defense, they were just standing on the sidewalk waiting in again and they weren't doing anything wrong. Like the, but these drivers just like people drive so rough on that road. They're yeah, probably right. driving drunk. I don't know. And it's, it's you know, you're 18, 19, you didn't pay for this car, but you think like everything's replaceable, and That's you just true. drive like you know, you just drive like total, you know, crazy person. And it's all over it's all over the place. Like Gainesville has like extremes. Like you either drive like that, where you think like literally nothing matters, and I'm gonna drive 80 down university or I'm going to drive 30 on 39th because, you know, why would I go uh, any faster? <laughs>
1: they, 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 they haven't charged uh, what's called uh traffic homicide yet. That's crazy.
2: Yeah, I haven't actually checked up on that to see what the updates have been, but it's, it's just yeah. a tragedy, it's a big tragedy. It just sucks, you know, because um, th- these were young students that were 18, 19.
1: Yeah, it's- I mean, what what a, what a mm-hmm. shitty way just they didn't do
2: anything wrong. They were just standing to get in, you know, yeah. we've all that's done right. that. I know every, I know all of us have done yeah, it here. I, I know
1: people who've walked drunk on this, on the street. there. <laughs> I,
2: <know. Seriously. laughs> I mean, you remember this, you've been to Gator city, remember Gator yeah. city? Yeah. This, is, this is where this was like, it's, yeah, that's you that's scary
1: though, too, I, not to see that coming to be honest. So I mean,
2: hundred percent, man, you, you,
1: can't, you can't react to that.
0: No. Yeah. Oh my God. That's crazy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So Robert, you do you remember your rant? Yes,
0: I remember now. Uh, my rant is that I'm on TikTok too much, and i need to stop. <laughs> um, Why did won't... you delete the app? I have not deleted the app, but I'm going to. It's it's gonna be. She just
1: put screen time. Yeah, I just put a screen time on that
0: timer. I don't think I ever follow that stuff
1: no no like they they warn you in screen time timer you want you spend too much time on your that, that uh-huh. least...
0: No and and TikTok if you scroll enough they'll be like you've been scrolling a long time you should stop <laughs> They <laughs> wait, have how those long did you
2: scroll. How long do you to scroll for that to come up.
0: I don't know. Uh, probably <laughs> l- wait, wait, like they, as long they, as I've been on there. They warn you? No, every once in a while they'll be like they'll have like a commercial that's like hey you've been scrolling for a long time you should go out and take a take a walk or do something else oh make you take a break yeah that's take good. a break go to sleep like they said like it's like i don't know whatever the commercial says <laughs> but i remember i always swipe past it because it's like oh it's this is a commercial again but yeah so like uh, the same thing happened when i when we had facebook right like i would have the facebook app on and just keep scrolling through and just Seeing what people are no, saying. No, but
1: TikTok AI though, let me tell you, it's crazy. To the AI. All of these let
0: social me medias you. do the same thing, right? Like so no, but I Facebook do like... does it. Uh I did it for uh, Instagram. Like I had like yeah. I had to quit Instagram for a little while because it just wow. is too long. So like yeah, TikTok sometimes. is getting on that level where I would just start scrolling through. And it's it's bad because I'll be like super tired. It'll be like one or two in the morning. I'll be like, I'm going to bed. <laughs> and then I'm in bed and I'm like, you know what? Let yeah. me just look at one video. And then it just
1: gets... <laughs> up- <laughs> 3 a.m.,
0: 4 a.m. I'm like, oh, God. Now I can't wake you up know. the next morning. So, you know, what? you should
1: just read a book before you go to bed. That's it, man. It solves the problem.
0: Uh, Yeah, but they don't have, like, funny videos on the book. So, <laughs> Yeah, so, so like, I'm pretty sure I'm just... I'm going to start, like, cutting it off and just...
1: Like, I've deleted friends,
0: Facebook already. I'm probably going to delete TikTok soon. Uh, Instagram's still on there. I just don't ever go on. So, it's... I've, I got oh, to the point where I just don't go on Instagram anymore. That's uh, good.
1: I I mean I don't I I not don't, I don't think I ever scroll on Instagram just to, like on a discovery page at all to be honest. TikTok I don't I do a discovery
0: s- page either. It's all like the main page. Your feed.
1: Oh, uh, the feed. Yeah, like you that know, feed
0: like, is like, I, all of those I, feeds. The unlimited scrolls I don't know, are horrible.
1: I, I, the only thing I look at maybe Instagram is just the people's story. That's that's probably really it. That's but what with, I do too. Yeah, I, but with TikTok I didn't though, know about
0: stories for a long time. I, uh,
1: so, so like with with TikTok though, I do scroll down for certain things I want to look for because I just search for the hashtag. So There's actually a lot of good entrepreneurship stuff there, which kind of yeah. like it's pretty nice to see. And it's like shortcut things like that. And if you use it right. But let me tell you, the reason why I'm talking about TikTok AI, it's much better than any other platform. And it's like started feeding you certain things that that's linked to that sector. Like for example, I was looking at digital marketing for small entrepreneurship thing like that. And then and then it started linking different tools. To that you know related to that and it wasn't because of the hashtag it was just because it was feeding that exact you know and then from that tool it linked to a strategy things like that and it just kept feeding on and it, it kept me you on know, like yeah it's crazy like the ai was it's definitely they're, they're doing something different for sure i just scroll so. and
0: i just keep scrolling i'm like i'm gonna find one more funny one that's it <laughs> and then i'll scroll through, scroll through and then i'll find the funny one that i was like waiting for and then i will like oh, just one more and then it's like Three hours later, I'm done. Sounds was... like you're
2: talking about heroin, man. I know, yeah, it's right? too
0: much. I, I gotta get rid of it.
2: I, I
1: have that issue with Reddit because I was reading a lot of Reddit memes and some of that funny stuff like that. So, and then you get into a rabbit hole with Reddit. Thank oh.
0: God I never got into Reddit because that I know for <laughs> sure I would do the same thing.
1: Yeah. like I, I remember spending hours in the morning just waking up just going to reddit okay let's see or uh gainesville reddit whatever it is what people <laughs> talk shit about or orlando reddit what people talk shit about and some like of that and then you then look at look at the funny things what happened you know but now you have actually now i have i think you follow a lot of instagram stuff like i'm like influencers in the wild you get all these funny videos things like that but I know. But I try to control it now more because I do have the screen time warning. Like, hey, you've been on this app for 15 minutes now. Get the fuck out, you know. Yeah, right,
2: right. <laughs> I would never
0: follow it. It would say it would say it, and then I would just be like, "All right, thanks for telling me." <laughs> I'll just keep going.
1: <laughs> oh man. All right, my rant. Uh, it's not. I guess it's more. It is a rant. It's more. I guess I don't know. I'm, I'm more annoyed. So I've been running a lot more and today i tried to do a new pr on a, on a three mile run man i did not make it i was like pushing for it too i was just mad i was like i thought we, i felt good the first mile mm. and i felt good the second mile and then i started feeling like a little i guess hamstring tightness i was like no i'm like no there's no way so i'm looking at my clock i'm pacing well you're powering you know, through i'm powering through and then maybe almost like i'll say probably like Two and a half miles, I started slowing down dramatically. I was like, I was so mad. I sorry th- so I obviously didn't get my PR today, but I was like, but I've been working on it the past six to seven weeks already. Oh. And I, and you would think by now I would have improved more, but I was just mad at it. That's all.
2: Dude. Yeah. I totally get that. Like I've been trying to run like as well, because I just need to do cardio and like lose some yeah. weight, you know, like I want to be able to run. I want to be able to run like two miles, like comfortably, you know, like I yeah. feel like I should be able to do that, you know, Yeah, that- especially at our age. At our age, yeah, I'm not asking that much, but yeah. my body just freaking hates it, man. I just can't run. I'm not a runner. I just can't do it, you know? I, I can't even do a mile right now. I get to a mile. Straight.
1: To, the mile straight? The mile I, can't do,
2: I get to like 3 four. of you. Know, <laughs> mile, like, oh, man, everything hurts. Like, my leg hurts. My back hurts.
1: Like, I can't breathe. Especially can't the cold breathe.
0: air. <laughs> Mike, I totally feel you. Every time I want to run, I get annoyed, too. Same thing. <laughs> just the thought of, of running. I'm like, oh, I'm so annoyed. <laughs> so... <laughs>
2: yeah
1: there's a guy who used to do everything in high school <laughs> oh
0: man high school i was i was all about it not anymore <laughs>
1: <laughs> no but i mean we're not getting any younger so i was like you know what i'm gonna push for it you know so I, so my goal this year obviously it's like i'm trying to do a workout at least minimum 15 20 minutes per day i saw that and and then my goal is at least to have an average heart rate of 130 bpm you know at least get that up there uh-huh. and it's just to get up just because I feel like it's easier to slack off, especially during COVID time. You're still working from home by yourself, and you know, what I mean, like, oh, you, you know, I'll do this tomorrow, and there's no accountability, no one's around you, things like that. So, like, mm-hmm. so you know what? I'm just gonna try to switch that a little bit this year. So,
2: what's your what's your goal with that? Is it is it more like a it's a the goal is commitment to prove the commitment
1: It's co- commitment change of habits. Uh, uh-huh. So you know, remember I did the 365 push up uh, that yeah. one. Year. Let me tell you, it was hard. It was more of a mental oh, yeah. challenge thing than towards the last qu- last quarter of the year. It was just push-ups. I was like, I'm so tired of push-ups. I hate push-ups so much. And I was like, because and then only that, I wasted time on recording the push-ups and then editing the video of the push-ups.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I
1: remember. I remember for a month, maybe for two months, it was 300 push-ups every day. Remember that? That's
2: crazy, dude. Yeah. That is crazy. That's no yeah. joke. That is and not so, a That is amount of So it. I
1: felt like, hey, you know what? At least with this, this is not gonna be harder than push-ups because yeah. It, it's consistent and it's not like I'm increasing adding more minutes to it or something like that, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it, it, this is just to show that I can create a new habit from scratch and I can stick to it. That's all. Yeah.
2: So, I love it, man. I love it. I think it's I think it's a great idea.
1: Yeah. We have a we have a couple of people. Sean's doing it. Uh so Sean's trying to try to do that. He says that he wants to get obviously some of uh he's he's he got a Peloton, so he's trying to do Peloton once okay. every day. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He's been doing it, he's been doing it before, before even this challenge. Yeah. He was to uh, do it every day. he's loving it
1: yeah and obviously he's trying to get back in shape and some of that stuff, which is good for him though especially like indoor stuff. so yeah Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: all right well listen hey uh we're gonna wrap this up so adnan you want to pick anything
2: do i want to what you have anything anything to pay pay? oh yes um so (laughs) i mean not really but (laughs) but i do have a website um that's uh em2ccm.com and it's really geared more towards like um you know medical professionals but if Uh you're interested in emergency medicine and kind of the intersection of that and critical care i write about that um i'm trying is that to a blog what is it it's, it's kind of like a blog like a like a personal blog um that's, that's pretty cool man yeah, so it's, it's it's an ongoing project of mine, and hopefully I'll add some more content. And um, I'm going to try to have like a few other things in there that are not medical.
1: Let me ask you this: Do you try to do this every week, every couple months, every couple
2: of weeks? <laughs> so when it started, I was trying to I was trying to have like uh, some good posts like every couple months. And right. if you look at it now; I haven't posted since like 2018, and you know part of that's because just because things got busy. But yeah. I do have a lot of content, like ideas and things, because it's it's a very new space. Uh, yeah. EM and critical care combined is like only in the last 10 years that's really developed. So it's really geared towards um, sort of making it easier for people to to learn about that and, and transition into that. Because when okay. I was doing it, I had no information. Mm. Gotcha. Wow.
1: So so like so, I guess who you typic- who would be your typical audience? I'm just wondering. Like
2: uh, probably like uh, uh, medical students and emergency medicine residents. Um, so if anyone like that's watching, I think it's a it's a it's a reasonable. So belief. are you
1: writing it for more like a personal experience type of deal you dealt with, or more like from a scientific uh, like from a from a more I guess like a science standpoint? I'm just wondering like.
2: Oh, really? no, it's, more of a, it's more of a personal experience and kind of a guide. Um, and, you know, for example, I talk about interview questions that you might get asked when you apply for a critical care fellowship when you're coming. Gotcha. Oh.
1: That's pretty cool to help you
0: cool. out.
2: That's good help. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Gotcha. So check out Adnan at uh, what is it? com. I have it up on screen here.
2: Uh, yep. People. Work in progress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, check him out. Little, it it Don't
1: worry. I know we'll talk about more about this. I'm really curious. Like, I feel like there's. I think there's a lot of value that this could be added for sure. Especially like because I I even struggle find when I wanna find some like find something some of these stuff like it's hard. Like it's really yeah, hard.
2: It is.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. True. All right. Yeah. Check him out. Uh. And
0: then. Uh, for anyone watching on YouTube, go and smash that, li- smash that like button and subscribe to our channel. Have, write down any comments that you have for us, uh, any questions that you may have for, for Dr. Adnan here. Um, and anyone listening, leave us a review or send us some comments on the, your podcast app, whichever one you're using, iTunes or Spotify or whatever. Um, and don't forget to check out our website, gfothoughts.com, uh, for all of our episodes. are up there. Uh, thanks for joining us.
1: Yeah. Until next time. Thanks. Thanks. For, thanks for your time. Appreciate it.
0: Thank yeah. for having me it easy.
3: Thanks for joining us for this episode of the gluten-free organic thoughts podcast. As always, we appreciate you. If you are watching us on YouTube, please don't forget to subscribe to our channel, like this episode and leave us a comment. If you are listening to us, please leave us your honest review on your preferred podcast, listening platform. And as always, you can find us on social media at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at GFOT Thoughts. Drop a comment and give us some feedback. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, see you then.